All right. And we are live on the rant, rantemradio.com, live on Facebook, episode 520. How do you like that, huh, boys? It's funny how that works, that numbers go in numerical order. Milestone scheme. It doesn't, uh, I don't know. We're coming up on a year of doing this uh, Zoom mm. show. I'm not, I'm a little sick and tired of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Here, here. I cannot wait to get back in studio with you gentlemen. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. We got so much on our plate tonight. And it's just the three of us. Just the three of us. We got NXT Vengeance Day. We got motherfucking picks. We got motherfucking AEW. We got, we, we got picks, boys. We got impact. We, we got the forbidden door. It's been kicked wide open. Tony's stroking it. Con- Tony, can we let's get a cheap plug out there for past guest uh, Kayla Sparks? Where can we find this wonderful three dollar t shirt you're rocking? Oh, if I I wish I would have known you were going to ask me, but I. It's not like KaylaSparks dot com. Yeah, you know what? I think it is actually. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you got a little thing for her or what? Yes, I do. Nice. No, there is no Kayla Sparks. Uh, dot, wait, maybe there is a Kayla Sparks.com. Is it like dot org? No, just go to her. Go find her on Facebook <laughs> at Kayla Sparks 24 7, and there's a link there. Yeah, she's there real active go. on her fucking Twitter. All right. Is this pick on Kayla Sparks Day? Or I mean, do you I no, mean, no, she doesn't we can, have much of a social media presence. We can go back to pick on, you know, pre show, but, but I don't think that'll end well. <laughs> <laughs> wow we, we weren't recording we weren't recording but somebody was listening <laughs> true jesus was jesus was he was right beside me kevin at the line of the pre-show i know it's him but it sounds just like him. <laughs> we gotta stop we can't because now people are gonna want to know what we're talking about well people can do their own investigations or just listen to the show because I'm sure at I'll some tell point them if they ask me. I'm sure care. at some point I'm going to say something <laughs> yeah. stupid. You can ask us in the Facebook if you're watching along, and we'll be happy to tell you there. So we got NXT, we got AEW, we got Elimination Chamber shaping up to be quite the show, and we got we got a picks next weekend for that. Are you excited, T Donk? Fucking a, dude. Fucking a, dude. And uh new japan huge happenings there we got so much it's all next here on the shining wizards wrestling podcast episode 520 the following is a presentation of the shining wizards network broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com follow us on social media at wizards podcast check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is the reinforcer, Andrew Anderson, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. What are you talking about? <laughs> what a 
Welcome everyone listening to episode 520 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, where it's wrestling talk. I talk about wrestling. I'm a Tony. I'm a Matt. Kevin. Mr. G. Rate is with us tonight. What? Kevin G. Reet. That's right. Oh, God. Kevin G. Reet is on the street. Spell it out, Tony. Da, 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 da. G. Reet. G. Reet. Kevin Reet. Kevin how was uh, how, how are you guys doing? How's the last week of the world been treating y'all? Hey, okay, brother. I didn't do it. <laughs> Second rope only, brother. Thanks yeah, for everybody yeah. tuning in live tonight on the rant, rantiamradio.com. Thanks for watching along on the face space and facebook.com slash was podcast. Thanks for downloading wherever you listen to your podcast. We enjoy each and every one of you. And thank you for joining us in your any way, shape or form that you do. Kevin, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What you got? Uh, I have no idea. What were, <laughs> oh, how, the, how, was, how was the week treating us? I guess. Was that the question? Yes. Oh, no. The, the, oh, there's, the Jimmy Snooker thing. That was the greatest line I ever heard ever was when we were in the locker room and Jimmy Snooker was, they were planning out the finish and they wanted him, of course, to do this black. And he was just like, second rope only, brother. <laughs> just because he was so, he would have turned into dust if he actually went off the top rope and, uh, and did that splash on Kodiak Bear, the legendary Kodiak Bear, Tony. I slipped, brother. I fell down the hill, brother. I hit my head. I sli- <laughs> God, man. The week has been kind of crazy, man. I'm officially a vaccination boy. Ooh, nice. So, good for you. Yeah, so that knocked me out. It knocked me on my ass. So, boys, let me tell you, when it knocked me on my ass, it knocked me on my ass. Like, I actually felt like I was sick for 48 hours, just about, give or take. You had so, the, the two-part I'm not going to compare it to anyone who was... You had the two-parter, right? Yeah, like you had this was dose number. Yep, so this was uh, dose number two that I got on Thursday, and uh, like I'm not going to compare it to people that are actually suffering through COVID. So, God bless you for that. This was just a minor inconvenience for 48 hours, and it it was rough. But you're good now. You can walk around without your underwear on, right? Yeah, I, f- <laughs> I feel I feel fine right now, man. I'm good to go. Little rough, little rough weekend to catch up on some stuff, but I tried my best. So I'm looking forward to talking with, uh, with you guys about all the wrestling, especially. Actually, Matt, first, how was your weekend, Matt? How was your week? You know, it was it was pretty busy, uh, but I did get to catch up on a ton of wrestling. Um, worked for Valentine's Day. Me and the wife don't really, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. It's not my thing. You know, like you're, this is a day mm-hmm. I'm supposed to celebrate the love I have for my wife or your significant other. But I feel the same way about my wife every day. Like I love my wife very much every day. I'm blessed because she decides to stay with a fucking disaster like me. So I show her love and appreciation every day. I don't need a special day to do it. So uh, it was just another another weekend for me. The restaurant was kind of quiet, but we did open the indoor dining uh, so if you want to come out to uh, Pizza Vita and see your buddy Matt, uh, Shining Wizards Matt, you come on down, Summit, get some pizza. 
You really hate Valentine's Day, don't you? It's not my thing. Indoors. I heard you on the Wednesday show. You sounded like fucking whatever the Scrooge version is. No, I just think it's a Hallmark holiday and it's trash. I mean, I get it. Your father's in the business. He crushes it. I mean, I helped out a couple years ago. There's a lot of stupid people who, you know, forget to get their flowers in the last minute. And, uh, you know, your father adapts the same style we do with the pizza truck. It's, you know, last minute, throw out a ridiculous number. And if somebody agrees to it, well, fuck, they're going to get their flowers, but they're going to pay a fucking ridiculous amount. And it's just like with the pizza truck. If you have some ridiculous shit, my boss will be like, well, it's going to be X amount of dollars. And if they bite, you're like, oh, well, I guess we're going because they're getting it right in the ass. We we had a call come in uh, yesterday afternoon around three o'clock and they were like, uh, can you go to Newark? My father's like, yeah, two fifty minimum. And they were like, "Okay, can you go for three fifty? We're like, sure. They said St. Michael's Hospital and Donald took the call and he goes, I don't know if you're aware, but there's something going around called the covid and we're not allowed to go in the hospital. So thanks, but no thanks. But shit, they were ready to go for three fifty on a fucking flower arrangement. It's crazy. Hey, you want it? It's four o'clock on on Valentine's Day and we all want to go home. You got to make us fucking we got to make it worth our while. Uh, So so wait. So wait, you told the guy two fifty. Two fifty minimum. We were done with deliveries for the day. The last deliveries were out. So you told the guy two fifty. Minimum. And he came back and he was like, "Okay, would you do it for three fifty minimum? Look. I'm not judging anyone with the negotiation tactics that they try to use, but if they said they were willing to pay 350, who am I to argue, Kev? I get your point, but like Matt said, there's some dumb people out there. Well, there's problem was yeah, they upsold themselves. Problem was it was going to a hospital and nobody nobody's allowed in hospitals. Like you can't send shit to hospitals. Like anybody that can't be there, they're not letting you in. So that's that. Yeah, so whatever. Good for you if you were uh, enjoyed your Valentine's Day. I don't know. I'm just not into it. It was fun, man. It was sure, fun. whatever. I worked and then I took my wife to uh over to Clifton's and we get a we got I got her a Bruno's pie, a square pie, and we were she was happier than a pig and shit. We had Bruno's tonight, actually. Good call. From Clifton? No, the one here in Lynnhurst, the original. Oh, oh the OG. Uh, here's a little follow-up from last week, boys. I put a little Twitter poll out last Tuesday after we started Ooh, to show off good. hot last week um, about Hulk Hogan's best entrance music. Uh, we did get a couple of, like, you know, Eye of the Tiger wasn't on the list. This wasn't on the list. It wasn't pertinent to the conversation the three of us had last Monday. So your well, option. Correct. But it was appreciated. People of course. Were thinking it right. Box. Love but that. I didn't, I didn't put it on the the Twitter poll because it wasn't part of our conversation. Right. Cause when you narrow it down, the three songs we talked about were real American, yeah. uh, American made voodoo child. So we got 150 votes. Real American ran away. Well, I mean, with 66.4% okay. of the votes. Second to my surprise, voodoo child, 30.9%. Nice. American made didn't even get three percent of the votes. That see that that's kind of disheartening. All right, no? See, well, that put it in perspective of of how long he actually used that song. He didn't use it that long. He used it for two years max, right? Kevin, makes so a great point. so you're 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 lost on that 
if you're if you're uh, an '80s or early '90s, or actually no, if you're if you're an '80s kid, you knew Real American. When he went to WCW, you followed it with American Made. But if you're on that later, you know, birth cycle, for lack of a better term, and you're an Attitude Era kid, you knew Voodoo Child. So that American Made, that little minutia of a time period where he used it, small minutia, as they say, is uh, is lost on a lot of people. Quick yeah. question. When he came back and fought The Rock at WrestleMania 18, did he use Voodoo, Voodoo Child, Child or did he come out to New World Order? He came out to Voodoo Child. New World okay. Order. New, no, no, New World Order. Okay. So you see, then we also had that to consider as well. I mean, you know, but eventually, like after he wrestled The Rock, he was back using Real American again. And he even used it after as he wrestled The Rock. No, he used Voodoo Child. Did he, he used use Voodoo, Voodoo Child at wearing the red and yellow for a while? For when he won the title from Triple H, he was using Voodoo Child. I don't. I don't think he was. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Okay, but he definitely. Uh, Tony, was I just watched. I just watched Backlash last night. And it was on Voodoo Child was on the network. Yeah, no, but it was the the reason why you know it was Voodoo Child is because it was that redubbed bu- bullshit version. So that's why they didn't play Voodoo Child, because. But it was Voodoo Child. I'm telling you, he he, he came out to Voodoo Child uh, when he broke away from the NWO. And even while he was red and yellow for a while, because even while he was wearing the red and yellow in 2002, he was still a Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I'm telling you. And then it was when he beat Triple H, he was, it was Voodoo Child, 100% positive. Wow. Only because they wouldn't have dubbed it out. Yeah, but you know I don't mean? know. On the I network, mean... they wouldn't have dubbed it Would there have been a reason why they would have dubbed out Real American? Because I still don't understand what these, no. what these dubbing rules are. No, they put they they use they they will use real American. I'm telling Tony, I literally I I've been watching Raw and SmackDown from when Ric Flair took ownership to literally I just finished Backlash, so I'm watching. I, I was literally watching the Raw where Ric Flair because that was when Austin fought Undertaker for the number one for the next number one contendership because that's when the title can go from brand to brand every month, uh, the number one contender. So Ric Flair like just screwed Austin on a, and this is like Ric Flair's subtle heel turn. So I'm literally right there watching that, that era of wrestling. Wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah. He, 100% voodoo child until sometime on SmackDown. I want to say a few months later, right around when he started, maybe not a few months, maybe even it, it could be a matter of a week. It could be the next week for all I know. I just haven't he gotten was, there yet. He was definitely using it when he was teaming with edge though. And that was shortly after all. This. Exactly. Well, yeah. And then you got to realize that's when the Un-Americans came in and when they fought them for the, you know, the tag titles. And I think they beat Billy and Chuck for the tag titles, Hogan and Edge. And I think right around then is when he started using Real American again. They lost the titles to Lance Storm. Lance Storm and Christian. Yes. Yes. Okay. The memory's not shot completely. Tony, I wouldn't have known for sure if I literally wasn't just watching this. Matt's like feverishly looking things up. Because this is like, <laughs> I just watched when like the big show joins the, the new NWO where it's like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and now the big show again. And like Ric Flair is going to be slowly revealed as the guy who's like the puppet master for the big show, or for the NWO. 
It's uh, it's a it's a they're good shows. Booker T and Goldust are just starting to come together as a team, which nobody really reacted to at first, but it ends up being the most wildly popular act ever. <laughs> it's uh, it's good stuff. And then on SmackDown, you got God, you got Tajiri heel Tajiri with Tori is so funny. Uh, and you got Mark Henry as like the world's strongest man gimmick. So some good stuff. Edge, Jericho, Hogan, Angle. Triple H, McMahon, I Randy had, Orton makes his debut. I had completely forgotten that Tori was with Tajiri for for a minute on SmackDown. That, it doesn't that, age I, well, but it's hysterical. Oh, I, I could imagine. I could imagine. And it's so funny because what we talked about Tajiri, what, a couple of weeks ago when he made his debut in ECW with Super Crazy? Yeah. We did that on the yeah. uh, on the Patreon uh, exclusive, but uh, it's so wild how much he's changed over the years. That that Yoshihiro Tajiri, yeah, that was a uh, furnace Lafon and Tajiri. Yes, exactly. All right, Matt, what'd you find? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, you guys were right. No, you were right. Uh, Edge and Hogan beat Billy and Chuck, and then lost it to the Un-Americans. And at the time, he was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's weird that they stood running with that, right? Even though he was back in the red and yellow, I mean, I guess, I guess they thought maybe people wouldn't know who Hulk Hogan was. They wanted to keep it Hollywood. Like I don't know. It's it was weird. That's a weird thing to me. I mean, in in two thousand in two thousand two, guess Hollywood Hulk Hogan still sounds cooler than than just Hulk Hogan or the immortal Hulk Hogan. So like, if you're still trying to get that younger fan base in calling someone Hollywood Hulk Hogan still has that bad assery to it, I guess you can say, I guess, um, as opposed to, yeah, I don't know. Kevin, let me ask you, since you're the resident, uh, WCW, I'm just trying to talk a lot because I have a really bad delay. Okay. Uh, since you're the resident, uh, uh, historian of shitty WCW towards the end when Hogan went back to the red and yellow was he still Hollywood Hogan in WCW or is he just straight Hulk Hogan he was he was straight Hulk Hogan at the time I think when I don't think they I think that's when they that right then and there they stopped using Hollywood Hulk Hogan gotcha yeah that's a time I, I yeah. like to forget oh my god I, I, we talked about it already I, it was I remember the match Sid, Nash, Rick Steiner, Sting, Goldberg, and then it's an American made. Oh, goosebumps. Tony Schiavone was right. Remember where you were this night. And I remember I was home because I was 16. Tony Schiavone wanted us to remember every fucking episode of Nitro for some reason or other. It's the most important night in the business. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened in this business. You'll never forget where you Everyone were. Everyone did that. Yeah, but they Tony still. Johnny fucking took it to the extreme. They still do it today. Okay. Sure they do. Because I watched NXT Vengeance Day and Vic Joseph sucks a fucking foot. He sucks a foot. A foot. He's fucking He's... trash. They should just leave Wade Barrett at Beth Phoenix to call the action. Because I do not. That is Vic Joseph, right? Sure, yes. probably. I do not enjoy Vic Joseph's and, commentary. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that I watched this at like twelve o'clock to like three thirty, whatever in the morning. 
And uh, I remember thinking that, like, God, man, like, when we're what since when did we start having play by play guys just actually call the play by play instead of hyping up everything that happens? And I can't like everyone like loves Triple H. Triple H is and NXT is Triple H's baby. He's gonna be the future of wrestling. This is if Triple H is producing Vic Joseph, then we're we're nowhere near getting great commentary. And this is no, I, I like Vic Joseph, but you gotta just call the action. Stop like ask. Stop. First of all, he's asking questions after everything. Like stop asking questions. Like, is, is this going to be it? Is he gonna, is this gonna, is this gonna be all that's good? All she wrote? No, just call the action, man. Come on. We'll find out what happens when it happens. And then you could tell us what happens. Like Matt, you are so spot on. I mean, I'm not going to use the verbiage that you used, but he, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. It was a lackluster performance on him. And I, I don't necessarily blame him because I don't know, but it's, it's rough. You're right. I would take him over Morrow. Mamma mia! You have him over Morrow. He lost his Morrow lost his job to Vic Joseph. Yeah. Uh, commentary aside, last night was NXT Vengeance Day, uh, and if you wanted to spend your Valentine's Day with your loved one, putting her in a pile driver, uh, not in the bedroom, uh, you would have watched an excellent. NXT show and Tony I'm just gonna let's just get this out of the way Um, for the second pay-per-view in a row I think uh, I think we have to play a better music oh wait wait you want you want oh you want perfect music I got it Uh, Shining Wizards Kevin once again let it ride Now, Kevin was perfect. So on the year 2021, Kevin Grifo, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, the KJG, Mr. Kevin G. Rate, uh, Kevin Great, 11 and oh, 0. No, what? You really didn't get that, huh? No. Wow. Kevin went five and zero last night. Is Me and Tony. Oh my! I'm sorry, Kev. Me and Kevin. I was are... wondering if it's because I capitalized the R and threw him off. Maybe he does have terrible eyes. This is bad. Um, me and Tony, a respectable four and one. I ain't complaining. But Kevin, eleven and zero. I really wanted to take. Dakota Kai and what's her nuts? Raquel Gonzalez. Some reason I was just like, I don't know. And I decided not to. My bad. But congrats, Kev. So for the year, Kevin sits at 11 and 0. Tony, 9 and 2. I am bringing up the rear at 8 and 3. Now, Tony, Tony, before we get into NXT Vengeance talk, this is February 15th. All right. We're about four weeks in. Three weeks in since the, the the picks ended, and you have yet to tell us. And you've teased it every week. And don't say, I'll tell you later, because the show always but gets no, away from us. No, this week we've got nothing else going on at the end of the show. We will talk about it, and I will tell everybody at the end of the show. Trust me, this week it's going to happen. All right, that's your responsibility to remember. I can't. We will go into it this week. Absolutely, 100%. 
All right, so let's talk NXT Vengeance, boys. Uh, overall, I really like the show, and here's a surprise for all you Shining Wizards fans out there. You know who I think stole the show? The ladies in the tag match and in the championship match. I like those two matches the best out of all the car- the matches on the card. Very un-Shining Wizards mat-like. This is true. What did you gentlemen think of the show? I truthfully did not see it yet. I watched a whole lot of other wrestling, but I did not watch NXT from the weekend. So I cannot comment. I shall refrain. Refrain you will. Kevin, thoughts? Uh, I I agree with you, Matt. I mean, there's a there was a lot of good stuff on this show. But I think the way they kicked it off with the Women's Dusty Classic, I think that, for me, just the story that they've been telling with uh, Gonzalez and Dakota Kai and and then you have uh, Shotzi and Ember, who are you know two individually great performers linking up as his tag team via the Dusty Classic. I think I picked this, and only because I think there's no stopping um, Raquel Gonzalez. Absolutely not. I think she's without a doubt a mega star in the making, if not for just her <clears throat> her size. So she's just good, man. She has a presence, and that's that can't be. You guys are frozen. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> you guys are now just back now all of a sudden. Um, so that that match to me was fantastic. The women's triple threat I thought was incredible too, Matt, to your point. Uh, I just I really love the opener with, with the with the Raquel Gonzalez and, and Dakota Kai. I think they make a great team. I think they play so well off each other that if they want to go together for a while or if they want to split them up, do whatever you want. Cause I don't think either one of them could fail. Yeah. I really enjoyed the uh, open and it was, it followed NXT format to, to put the tag match on first. And usually the tag match always steals the show and the ladies did not disappoint. Um, this was an awesome tag match. Shotzi Blackheart uh, and Ember Moon looked great. Um, Shotzi took some sick bumps, especially when Raquel Gonzalez was a, uh, you know, catching her, jumping outside the ring, power bombing her into the plexiglass, uh, throwing Ember Moon off the stage. Uh, it was just good stuff. I really enjoyed it. And I do really like Raquel Gonzalez. And I think if if it can be done right, she should be the new, uh, eventually the face of the women's division in NXT because she is super impressive. She looks great. She works good. Uh, a big fan, big fan. And I was not, you know, I don't watch NXT regularly. So seeing this, I was very happy with this match. But you know what? The thing is, she'll probably be called up before she has a chance to be the face of, of NXT. Cause that's, that tends to be what they're doing now. So, I mean, I, I agree. And listen, I know we're going to go through the entire card, but I don't want to shit on the men's tag match either, man. That was the grizzled young vets versus MSK was unbelievable oh i mean let's i'll so, put it i'll put it out there now stuff. not a bad match on the card this was this was awesome nxt show it flowed so many stories here's my only complaint outside of vic joseph what what the fuck is eli drake doing with that name it's not his choice i'm sure you got to have some say in what your fucking gimmick name is going to be. Dummy. Yeah. LA Knight. Ah. 
I think it's awesome that he's this in that. There's got to be a pl- We got we got to get Kevin's audio synced up. This is going to this is going to be maddening the rest of yeah, the Yeah, um, let me re- let me restart something here guys. I'll, I'm going to check out for a second. Kevin I don't be, we'll, we'll talk amongst ourselves. We'll Kevin be will be right back. Uh Yeah, yeah. Eli Drake, I think, is super talented. I love that he's in NXT. It's about, and I think if you go back through the archives, we've had tons of conversations about him, especially when he was an Impact. Um, that he, you know, deserves to shine on. I just, I don't like the name. Maybe that's me he, just being nitpicky. So great on Impact, great in the NWA. Shoes of a champion. Come on, Eli Drake fucking rules, dude. When I first heard LA Knight. I was thinking of British Knights. Remember the old sneakers? <laughs> that's the first thing. I'm like, well, maybe they're going for shoes of a champion there with the knight, but that's way past fucking anything that creative would come up with in WWE. I don't know. Does LA Knight sound like Eli to you? Like LA and Eli? That could be some sort of silly thing that they're going for. I just don't get it. Did he talk about it yet? Did, did anybody mention where it came from or where it went? Cotton Eye Joe? Nothing? Nothing. I don't I don't think so. It's just weird. The right. LA's cool. Why night? Like I don't maybe, maybe LA Knights because he's cool and he's from LA and maybe. it's like LA Knight. Look, if it plays out again, I don't watch NXT. I could barely NXT is not it's not on my list. Well, and the other thing is uh they also signed Taya Valkyrie. Dude, they signed a ton of people. They, they're sending Taya to the performance center for school, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of weird. No, I mean, you figured you want to work Taya right into the mix, right? I, I don't know what the, you know, I'm sure. Look, they signed Taya. They signed uh, Christian Casanova, uh, who yes. worked a ton in New England. He was awesome. Uh, Blake Christian. Wait, is Christian Casanova the guy that, that Gino Gotts was always hanging around with? Or is that a different Christian? No, that's that Casey, Casey Navarro. Navarro. That's Casey okay, Navarro. Sorry. Um, uh, who did I say? Blake Christian? Yes. He w- was just in the New Japan Super Cup uh, that they did here in, in August. Um, he's worked Impact. He was just on Impact at the beginning of January. GCW guy. They signed uh, Harlem Bravado. Yeah. Um, I meant to ask you about that. His brother's not wrestling anymore? I think his brother. I think we looked this up on the show a long time ago. I think his brother's did, a politician. I don't I remember. I think he's like a politician. Really? I think so. I just want, you know, I need to remind people I had the pleasure of calling a few Bravado Brothers matches. I'll tell you, the Bravado Brothers, they are an awesome, awesome under-the-radar tag team. They killed it in Evolve and Dragon Gate uh, in the early 2000s. And they did some stuff in Ring of Honor. Awesome, awesome gimmick. And uh, I don't know what happened to to the tag team. And I didn't even know Harlem was still wrestling, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I know. It's been a while since we've heard his name come up anywhere. I was kind of surprised when I saw that, too. I mean, good for him. Great stuff. Working for NXT. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I just think... haven't heard hide nor hair from him for a long time. There's there someone else. Blake Christian, Taya, Harlem, Casanova. No, that's everybody. They're really fucking... They're, they're loading them up. Let me see. It was an American tag team. I'm sorry. I'm just doing no, a little you're good. What's his, what's his nuts on uh, on the Bravado brothers? Let's see. Harlem and Lancelot. Lance Bravado was the Libertarian candidate for District 65 seat North Carolina House of Representatives. He placed third in the general election as the seat was held was held by the Republican Party. Jerry Carter, the overall winner. So he ran for office in 2018. 
So he might still have some pinings to be in politics. That's probably why we haven't heard about him in wrestling. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just as a, a tag, you know, I haven't heard about the Profados in a long time. So that's that's sharp. They're loading up the performance center, which uh, not to go off on a tangent here, but maybe that means that after they get through WrestleMania, they kind of make a couple moves. Um, you know, they set some things up at the end of NXT last night where it looks like they blew up uh, the Undisputed Era. I did read this. So Adam Cole's on his own. What happened there? It's not entirely clear. So Finn and Pete Dunn have an awesome match. Um, Finn wins. He gets his fingers broken. He's doing like he's got like finger broken fingers. Uh, And then he gets jumped by uh, uh, Danny Burch and only Lorcan. And they beat down Finn. Only only Lorcan. Oni. Oni. Uh, They beat down Finn. (laughs) And then the Undisputed Era music plays. And out comes Roddy and Kyle and Adam Cole. And I guess they're playing off of the fact that Kyle and Finn were a tag team during the Dusty Road Classics. And Finn uh, is helped up by Kyle. And Kyle's like, you're the champ. I respect you. Uh, And they do the Undisputed. They're teasing like Finn's going to be in the Undisputed Era. They all throw up their gang signs. And then Adam Cole fucking super kicks the teeth down Finn's throat. Uh, And this upsets Kyle O'Reilly very much. Uh, to the point where Adam Cole says, fuck this shit. And he fucking super kicks him in the grill. And Roddy doesn't know what to do. And Adam's like, we're done. We're out of here. Let's go, Roddy. And he leaves. And Roddy's just standing in the ring like he doesn't know what to do. And that's how the show goes off the air. So a uh, lot lot of questions. Bobby Fish is still hurt? Or he is hurt? or I feel like Bobby Fish is always fucking hurt, man. I don't watch NXT on the regular, so I don't know where Bobby Fish is. He wasn't in the Dusty Road Classic uh, which is why I think Kyle got his solo run. Um, so I don't know. There you go. There you go. There we go, baby. Uh, what, else is, what else of note on the show? Johnny Gargano and Kushida had an awesome match. Uh, I think someone in our Discord said, uh, this is a great introduction for Kushida to the American wrestling fans, who because I don't think you really got the full scale unless you watch them at the Cruiserweight Classic, what he is capable of. But, man, him and Gargano, they told a fucking story, and they had a hell of a match. Was, was Kushida in the Cruiserweight Classic? Yeah, I think he was. But I, I the, he, with that notwithstanding, even his, his debut in, uh, in, in NXT, it left a lot to be desired. Not necessarily his actual debut, but uh, his run – left a lot to be desired initially. So to have this, this is what's great about like NXT. And I kind of say it about AEW too, is like just because someone's not used right to your, like to your desire at the moment, that doesn't mean that's never going to happen. So the fact that Kushida was there just kind of, you know, you know, getting beat, like, you know, taking his time, like nothing really happening for him. Doesn't mean that he wasn't going to get his spot. And now he's got a significant spot. And I think that at one point you're going to see Kushida again, if he doesn't get picked to go to the main roster at some point, he'll have a, a significant role in a, in a, in NXT. Uh, I was wrong. It wasn't Kushida. I was thinking about, I was thinking Kota Ibushi. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. Ibushi, my man. Cause I'm not going to lie, Matt, like about a week ago, I watched 
the intros to that again. Like, you know, when they had like everyone line up and then go into the ring and like do their pose. And I, I, I found it on YouTube, but I just happened to watch it. But uh, it, which is which is really cool to see guys like Kota Ibushi and, and certain guys that are that are in uh, where they are now in that tournament, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then you mentioned the tag match before you had to to change your gimmick over there, Kevin. Um, the tag match was awesome. MSK, man. Um, the Rascals, what a fucking push, huh? You got to, man. You got a new team coming in. Grizzled Young Vets are great, and they deserve everything that they get and they will get. But, like, if you're just going to strap that, like, if you're going to put these kids in the finals, just, like, let them, you got to let them run with it. You just have to, to me. Just because, like, what's the point then? You've wasted. I mean, I get it. You can do the whole, like, oh, they made it this far, and then they. That's okay for one match, but for a whole tournament, like, if you're going to do it, just let them, let them go and let them show everyone what they can do and who they are. And that's how you introduce new stars. That's a, a way. And that's, what the, that's what's great about the Dusty Classic, if they want it to be that way. It's just a way to introduce new stars. And, it's, and they did the right thing by letting, uh, uh, I don't, God, what are their names? Nash Carter. Nash and, Carter and Wesley something, Lee. What, yeah, something Wesley. Or Wesley Lee. Yeah. Lee Wesley. Yes, I, I still call him Wentz and, and, uh, and Xavier. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, that was an awesome tag match. Yeah, Tony Nash Carter is that like a Kevin Nash Dixie Carter kind of fucking box of gimmicks? Yes, thing? they were like, you know what? Zachary once was like two of the biggest influences in Mike wrestling rear Kevin Nash and Dixie Carter. So, if I could just have Dude, both of them, what did you say? Wrestling, wrestling career, yeah, okay, there you go. I could actually wrestling, see that, being, there you go. And I, Tony. I could actually see that not being off, only like it being like nashville and carter like the city of nashville and dixie carter nash carter i could see that i could see that being a thing matt we're getting harassed by your boy moot spock uh he wants you to mention his comments about kushida i don't know what he's talking about well do you see his comments about Kushida? no that's why i'm asking matt maybe maybe they had a little chat in the discord about it i don't know man matt's got enough on his plate Moot spock yeah moot what are you doing the point is moot. I thought I, I thought I said it before. Oh, did you? Yeah, I thought his comment was the world finally got introduced to Kushida. Well, that was his comment? I don't know. I have literally have not looked at the Discord in the last two hours. So I haven't looked in the Discord in the last two days. Huzzah for me. It happens. I downloaded it again, and it's still, it won't load for me. <laughs> like it's, I'm getting like the, the hourglass for, for Discord. I guess they don't want me back. I got, I got exiled from Discord. <laughs> It's, that's not a bad thing. That's Let's a good see, thing. Here. That's a good thing. DDP's on that SmackDown brand in 2002. He thinks the Rascals are, he says the Rascals are fucking superstars. All right. Well, there you go. Whatever. They're, and I was so, I was so pleased that Beth Phoenix made this reference. The, because I was thinking it the entire time watching this match, the Rascals MSK are going to be what they've tried to do for a long time and get their new Hardy boys. Like that's what this is going to be for them. And and Beth Phoenix brought it up that I think it was Xavier. And I'm still using their NXT names. I mean, their TNA names. I'm sorry. But they said that Xavier was like the Jeff Hardy. And I could totally see that. Xavier being the Jeff Hardy. Wentz being a little bit more of a risk-taking Matt Hardy. And yeah, exactly. And, and Beth Phoenix brought it up perfectly. And I think that's what they're going to try to do with them. They're going to make them the Hardy boys. 
was Vic Joseph like, which one is Matt and which one is Jeff? I don't understand, Beth. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing, Tony. It's very easy to tell them apart. Who, Matt and Jeff? No, Matt and Jeff. Matt and Jeff Rascal. Is this? Yeah, this is the Hardy Boys thing, right? Like, oh my God, this is the Hardy Boys, right? But this is Zack Ryder, right? No. You only got to lose Chloe, a finger on one, one of them. One of them is like, it's still the L and then the I? I don't know. Something like this. Oh, oh we're geez. idiots because we don't know this fucking loser's fucking thing. It's Long, <laughs> Long Island. You, you you were holding it up wrong, Kevin. I thought he was always ready. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's his new thing. I'm always ready oh. with a Z. Ready's. Uh... Kev, you have I-G. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm not doing it for the viewing audience. I'm doing it for myself. Like, I don't know what... The, I'm not doing everything in reverse for them. No, you don't have to. This L, oh, there you go. No, but he does the way he... You know it. Woo, woo, woo. See? No, oh, Matt's doing it wrong, too. Because if you do it the other way, then the You can't, because is... you have it like this where it's facing you. Like, you're not reading it. You have to have everybody else read it. I just said I wasn't doing it for the freaking viewer. Wait, isn't this Mikey Whiprick? Yes. Yes. So, what's this? This is a Hardy Boys? Even what the Hardy like, Boys do with their hands? They used to God, do like people this. listening just in audio are going to be so <laughs> That's why they should tune in on Facebook. We love you, but get on the visual aspect. It's fun. Yeah. If you're not watching the, the AEW Women's Eliminator thing tonight that's on YouTube, and you're not watching Monday Night Raw, you should be watching The Shining Wizards. Yeah, if you unless you're watching along with Creepy Kenny over in the Discord. <laughs> Big Shaggy. Wasn't me. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin, anything else that you took away from the NXT show? No, nothing. <laughs> Are you annoyed now because we made fun of your fucking Zack Ryder? Woo! She's nothing but a hosky. Come on, Kevin, we'll get you back in. She's nothing but a hosky. Fucking idiots. <laughs> You know, if you try hard enough, if you look in the video that he did for that song, you can find the locations on Google Maps. They're all over Brooklyn. He tells everyone where they are. You know what's coming back, right? What, the Hosky song? No, the True Long Island story. What's what's the story, Morning Glory? It's coming back. Matt Cardona, True Long Island story. Zach Ryder, Hosky. Let me see. Oh. oh, Matt's got it already? Look at Matt. This can't be. <laughs> He's got, you got, I don't know. Turn it up. No, God, no. This is bad I can't enough. Hear it. I don't want to get a copyright strike off of a Zack Ryder fucking song. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send a text. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, baller. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to be back. This is what you get. This guy's such a fucking tool. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know what? I'll say this. Good for him, because he probably made this like as like a parody, yeah, and it fucking it took off. Took off through the roof. We're fucking playing it. It's, it's a it's a parody of some song that was actually real at the time. This is so bad. It is bad. It's very bad. 
Now, is that his real girl that's at the, that was in that video? Tony, I haven't seen the video in like 20 years. I don't even know. Don't lie, so don't Kevin. Ch- you fucking listen to You watch it every day when you wake up. Listen, that's how you start your out day. Of, out of all the stuff I put out there about my obsession with these two guys, you think I'm going to lie about this? Kevin's got Kevin's got like Pornhub on the screen. He's got Hosky playing in the background. <laughs> Kevin's always ready. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out my Discord password. <laughs> probably Hosky. Probably is Hosky. Exclamation point. Woo, <laughs> you know it. It's definitely something with them. All my oh. passwords are, are uh, Major Brothers related. It's ow, ow. It's woo, woo, backward. <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, wow. shit. It's, it's Christopher Walken voice. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's like, it's like <laughs> woo, woo, 6969. Nine. <laughs> oh. A woo, a woo, a woo. You know it. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know it. Uh, Kate in the Facebook group, Tony thinks uh, he was dating Koala Face. Yes. No, this is way before. This is way before Emma. Emma. Emma was probably twelve when this was made. This was the video was 2013. That was only seven years so, ago. So Emma was an HIT, a Hosky in training. <laughs> That sounds so terrible. Oh, my hip just cracked. Aye, aye. Uh, all right, so NXT, thumbs up all around. Tony, definitely, you know, if you could find some time, uh, I would check it out. I highly recommend it. It was a really good show. The Again, I thought the women were awesome. Um, oh, I guess we could talk about the, We didn't talk about the women's match. Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez. I had Mercedes Martinez in my pick. Then I changed it to Tony Storm, who... Ironically enough, is dating Juice Robinson, and now she officially also has the worst hair in women's wrestling. What was what was? I don't know why I'm gravitated towards these weird hairs. She yeah. had like this weird hair, and then a braid in it. As the match progressed, the hair flattened out. But at one point, she had a poofadoof. I was not feeling her poofadoof hair. I thought you were gonna go direct, directly into the table spot. No, I don't. I keep. What are you gonna do? The fucking table broke. It happens. So, you, so, so you care about her hair? Yeah, I was look. <laughs> by this point, if you don't know that I have some weird thing about wrestling hair, uh, I don't know what to tell you. But her hair was really bugging me. I see that. But the match was awesome. Um, Io Shirai looked great. Um, but I think her gimmick is she just likes to climb shit like a little monkey and then jump off of it. Right, but it was supposed with that the table was going to have to. The table was definitely going to be in play on that. Sure. <laughs> So the table's going to be Botchamania next episode. Yes. No. Uh, yeah. It'll yeah, be like yeah. a reverse I am the table. <laughs> it, that no, table it did. Was, she just literally pulls. She pulls a monitor or something off the table and the table just breaks. Like the entire thing just like collapsed from doing absolutely nothing to it. Maybe that, I think there was a spot maybe before that where the table was involved. But uh if I remember correctly, she, Tony Storm literally goes and clears off the table, and it just collapses. Well, Nash Nash was punching it during the tag match. He was all fired up. That's right. Oh, yeah, maybe that was it. Big Daddy Cool Diesel Nash? That's right. No, Dixie Carter. Dun, 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 bum, 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 bum. 
<laughs> the women, the, you'll enjoy the women's match. I thought Mercedes Martinez, I mean, all the women looked awesome. Mercedes Martinez looked great. Tony Storm looked great. Yushirai, like I said, she's just like a little monkey. She climbs shit. She jumps off of it. She climbs the pole. She climbs the apron. She climbs people. She's a maniac. Good for her. She's yeah. still the champ, by the way. She is still the champ. That's the only match I lost. Tony, Matt, you lost the women's uh, tag team match. And, of course, Kevin undefeated. That's right. So I lost no matches. That's right. I was yeah. bummed. You know I love me some Dakota Kai, and I really wanted to pick that team. But for some reason, I was just like, nah, it's not going to happen. And I was wrong. Sucks. Oh, and uh, Austin Theory disappeared on the way to the ring. And they think uh, Dexter Loomis kidnapped him. Oh, boy. They're giving old tattoo arms something to do. Yeah, he's just like he's a kidnapper. He's just looming around the backstage area. He is looming. Is that what he does? Dexter Loomy? I don't watch NXT. I don't know. I don't know either. That's why I'm asking. I saw everything in the build-up videos before the matches. I can't. I can't watch. I don't know. I, I really, if you're listening to this and you watch uh, all the wrestling, God bless you. I don't know how you find the fucking time. Amen, sister. Brother. Like I, I spent all day. Well, I'm still watching wrestling that I'm going to talk about. Like right now. Like right now, there's wrestling on. You really want to know what's on the TV right here? Of course. I do, 100%. The Pro Wrestling Noah Show. Oh, really? I, ha- I have to see this before I can. And I, I don't think I'm going to get to the, the main event before the show ends, but I still want to Why talk would about you not it. just watch the main event? I don't know. It's on demand. You could just watch that and then go back and watch the other stuff. So, so wait, what? Why is it? Why is this show so must see? What did I miss? All right, Matt, tell Kevin the big news. Wait, is this is this Muda? It is Muda. You knew. You knew. No, but I, I saw Muda with a belt, and I, I thought wasn't sure if it was no New Japan or not. No, it was Pro oh, Wrestling not. Noah. He's the GHC Heavyweight Champion. Is that a big deal? Kind of. Yeah, I'd say so. Hey, Pro Wrestling Noah's been around for a long time already. Pro Wrestling Noah. Was oh, I know Noah. is essentially what happened uh, after um, Anoki. It was Mitawa and those guys, right? Yeah, after Anoki decided he was going to turn New Japan into like a shoot MMA promotion for a couple of years, where like Nakamura was getting his fucking his dick beat in the night before he had to defend the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and shoot fights, and he was all fucking hurt and. You know, they tried to make all these shoot fighters the heavyweight champions, and it just wasn't really what New Japan Wrestling was. Which led into the whole Brock Lesnar and Oki Genome Federation bullshit that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wait, until my boy Tanahashi came along and yes. saved the company. Until oh, boy became the Savior. Ace. Savior Woods. So, uh, yeah, uh, Muda became the new GHC heavyweight champion, pinning Go uh, Shiozaki. Friday morning, and Shiozaki uh, had been the champion for 405 days. Oh, epic. Um, Go Shizaki's got to be pretty old already, too, no? Uh, that's a good question. I will Google. Keep talking. Uh, and then it came out today that Muda signed a two-year contract with him. So he's 58 years old. Um, and you know how I feel about part-timers, which is why I wanted to see this match because I got to weigh in. Like, this is a big deal. I know he's a legend, but if he looks like shit in the ring, then I don't think they should have done it. 
Sorry to interrupt you. Go Shozaki just turned 39 and he's been wrestling for 17 years. So yeah, he's, he's still pretty young yeah. relatively speaking, but he's been around for a long time already. Um, Muda. Sorry. Be- no, you're fine. Uh, Muda becomes the third person in the history of wrestling to win the GHC heavyweight title, the IWGP heavyweight title, the all Japan pro wrestling triple, triple crown, and That's the right. GHC heavyweight titles. The other two being uh, Kensuke Sasaki and Yoshihiro yeah. Takayami. Mm, yummy, yummy in my tongue. Takayama, sorry. You know me. Yeah, so, you uh, know me. And I don't watch a lot of pro wrestling, Noah. So uh, so I wanted to check this out. So I, I bought it on the Fight TV. Uh, and I will probably rewatch it again because I think there's English commentary. Oh, God, I can only imagine how bad that would be. Oh, we'll find out. I'll let you know. I'll let who's you know. on that? Who's on that call? Oof. Maybe Dick Joseph it- and uh, <laughs> Baro Ronaldo. <laughs> Mamma Mia, what's he saying? Mamma Mia, I don't know. Mamma Mia, help me. I don't know, but I'll, I'll let you know when it happens. It probably won't happen during the show because I just finished watching Ring of Honor and now this. Um, I uh, finished two books this week, too. Oh boy! One, to- one which I think Tony and Kevin you might be into. I finished the Scott Norton book, and Kevin you might be into that because that's a really easy read and it's awesome. And Scott Norton is uh, somebody I would love to get on the podcast, and I am trying to get in touch with him because his story is awesome. The second one, which I was really disappointed in, because it's mostly a picture book, uh, and I know what there's a lot of jokes out there. Go ahead, you can start flinging them. It was the history of the U.S. Uh, heavyweight championship and Ooh. it focused just on the Crockett era oh. from like 75 to 88. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess I wasn't into it, man. Cause it was all, it was like a lot of fucking pictures and like you would be into it, Tony. Cause it goes over like the in, in <sighs> yeah, Tony was in his early 20s when he was, when that was happening. Exactly. It goes over. There were five different belts in that time period. And it goes over, you know, how when they changed the belts, if they talked about it. Uh, Harley Race was like the first U.S. champion, but he lost it to. I don't know who the fuck he lost it to. Nick Bockwinkle? No, it wasn't Nick Bockwinkle. But there's no picture of him with the belt because he wore it under his robe. And then he took it off and just handed it to the referee. It was like a made up, like they made up the title and then they brought Harley Race in with it because they knew he was going to win the NWA championship. Really interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, and twice they replaced the belt, and uh, not twice, but like f- five times they replaced the belt. But twice uh, it ended up in Greg Valentine's hands, where he debuted a new title twice. Mm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Johnny Valentine. Yes. And then three months later, Johnny Valentine was in that plane crash. And then they had a tournament that. I just fucking read this. Your favorite wrestler won it in the tournament. Paul Jones. No, the guy that the guy that no, this is the guy that Paul Jones beat for the title after the tournament. And he lost. Matt's favorite wrestler. I have a lot of it wasn't Bruno. No. Oh, it was Terry Funk. Duh. Your mother's a whore. And he lost it to Paul Jones (laughs) because Terry Funk was taking the title off of Dory. And when you were the U.S. champion, you became the number one contender for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, and they used that as a storyline throughout time. A lot yes. of vacancies, though, with that title. Um, 
and and just weird weird shit with it. Uh, screwy oh, really? screwy finishes. Blackjack Mulligan lost, but um, Paul Jones' foot was outside the ring, and they showed footage of it, and then they upheld the title. They reversed the decision. You know, if you're in the belts, it's a fun read. But I too many, not enough meat on the bones. Too many pictures. I, like yeah, pictures. I, get, I get why they do that. They want to give people an actual flavor of like what the wrestlers look like, what the belt look like. I mean, I, that's kind of cool. And I think it's a Dick Bourne uh, book too, and he's really good at going through the history. I just wish there was less pictures and more stories. Dick Bourne, right? That's, that's the guy. That's a porno name if I ever. He wrote one. the Big Gold Belt, the Four Horsemen book. He's got all those books. Well, did he write the uh, the Ten Pounds of Gold Belt? I believe he's- so. Okay, I read that one. I, I I enjoyed the shit out of that one. I loved it. All all the story about who held it, the like you said, the different iterations of the belt. It tells you the story of Kevin Von Erich etching his initials in the front of it. Like there's good shit in that book. Good shit. Yeah, Dick Bourne. Just making sure I had his name right. Dick. Dick Bourne. What's up, Dick? Any relation to Dick to go? <laughs> Or Evan Bourne? Yes, it's their love child. Ooh, sexy. Born dick to go. Ooh, I got a Masato Tanaka match coming up. He looks awful. Masato Tanaka. He's fucking got to be like 90 with all the brain damage he went through. Rough city. Uh, Did you guys watch AEW this week? I don't remember if I watched The big Kenta match? Kenta and... Moxley against Art, uh, Kenta, uh, Kenta and Omega against Moxley and Archer. Nope, didn't watch it. Heard good things. You didn't watch it either. I got to, Matt. I got right up to it. I read the results though. I know that they. Uh, I know that they won. So we can talk about it. Yeah. What else happened on the show? I, I might have seen some of the stuff. Wednesday to me, sitting here Monday night is a long time ago. Especially I understand. The- I understand. Well, usually I gloss, so we gloss over AEW because it's so far behind, and I do a show Wednesday night about it. So, uh, but I always like to get your guys' input on it. I'm more intrigued with the whole Sammy Guevara inner circle situation. Okay, I did see some of this stuff. I saw Sammy throw the phone and get pissed off and punch MJF in the stomach. Good for Sammy. And good for Sammy for fucking telling Impact to shove the storylines up their ass, too. We'll get into that later. So, yeah, well, no, we can get it. Let's get into it right now. All right. Because w- was the plan for him to be where uh, Sammy the Bull was? Was he split like... Sammy the Bull. <laughs> Are you talking about Black Taurus? Yeah. Was that... <laughs> like, was that was that supposed to be Sammy Guevara? Because if that's the case, Sammy, good for you, pal. I don't, I don't know... There's so the problem is there's so many conflicting stories out there. I can tell you that Tony Khan does not is not mad at Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara does not have heat with impact. All uh, right, that's to, great. Tony Khan, just like every other wrestler that goes to every other promotion, whoever runs the promotion essentially, has say with what said wrestler is going to do. Uh, if their plan was to put Sammy Guevara in a feud with the Decay or be part of the Decay to feud with Triple XL uh, and fucking Caleb yeah. with a K, good for him because that's – I'm sorry. I, I, I'm with you. So it's not a spot for Sammy Guevara. Uh, I haven't really seen a lot, but I don't – I mean, if, you, if you're going to 
you know your value. You're coming out of the hottest stable in – one of the hottest stables in AEW. You're not going to go – sorry, Crazy Steve or Caleb with a K. That's not – Sammy Guevara is better than that. I'm sorry. Well, well here, I'm not going to go that far. It just doesn't make sense as a fit for him. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, he, you're right. He's coming, he's coming in hot from, like, an obviously a bigger company. And I don't think – I don't know Sammy Guevara from a can of beans personally. But, like, I'm sure he would go to Impact and work if it made sense. Sure. Putting him, putting him with in this situation with, with the Decay, who I love, by the way, and I think that this uh, Sammy the Bull guy is going to do really well with them in their, ah. in their group. I think that's a per- – see, that's a perfect fit because you got this guy from where the wild things are just jumping right into the Decay. And to me, that makes sense. Putting Sammy Guevara anywhere near that, I mean – Listen, th- these guys are smarter than me. They know better than me. But, like, this is, like, that would make no sense if that's what you had in mind for Sammy Guevara and Impact. You want to put them. They're not always smarter than you and better than you. Just because they're in the business doesn't mean they know the business. And if Sammy Guevara saw something no. he didn't like, then apparently somebody didn't know the business. And how could you not want to feud with Decay? They just came off a beaten evolution and Caleb with a K on pay-per-view, didn't they? No, it's but nothing see, but going up from there. From what from what I understand <laughs> is that from what I read is that Sammy the Bull took Sammy Guevara's spot. So like like that was gonna be from what I interpreted as Black Horus or Horace Hogan, or whatever his name is, like he he took what was Sammy what was gonna be Sammy Guevara's role. Unless they're going to put Sammy Guevara with Emma and Caleb, which, if that's the case, that makes a little more sense now that I'm thinking about it. This goes to my point that I made last week or two weeks ago. It's like they're they're giving us these matchups and nobody gives a shit. Like, had Sammy gone through with this, who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I would give a shit. I would listen. I'd watch Sammy, Sammy wrestle Black Taurus. Who cares? That'd be pretty fun. Oh, there's nothing. Yeah, Sammy Guevara for Sammy the Bull. It's just show up and wrestle a fucking bull. Here, don't get the. Is he gonna put his panda hat on? Are they gonna have the fucking battle of the WWF stars? And I mean the fucking World Wildlife Fund, not the other fucking WWF. But you it's, mean, I don't know. It's, it's just fucking. Re- it's I don't know, man. I All right. So without it, ever, without ever actually knowing what they were gonna do with him. It, it, say, all right, looking at it in a vacuum, if you had no clue what the storyline was that Sammy Guevara was going to be involved in, and then he was like, the day of, he's like, hey, man, can we do something else? Then you kind of look at it like, you, you kind of look at it like, all right, dick move. But knowing if that's the role he was going to be put in, where he was going to be a part of it. Now, again, I, I'd circle back to, if he was going to be with Emma and Caleb, that that I could see working really well because he's such like, he's almost as big a diva as Emma is or Tennille is. So to me, that kind of makes sense as a story, but to not, if, if you're just going to put him in a story, in an impact story, as opposed to the AEW verse impact story, to me, that's a waste. Have him involved in the AEW verse impact story, not just in an impact story. I don't, I don't know, you know if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm sending somebody the caliber of Sandy Guevara over to over to uh, impact. I mean, Sammy's one of the bright spots in Dude. AEW. What do you and mean? Kenny, Kenny Omega was an impact. What do you mean? 
But Kenny Omega's in there against Impact's top stars. Kenny's not going there to fucking fight Evolution. You know what I'm saying? Well, again, that's the thing. If it's that's why I, this is where we agree, Tony. But on but on top of that, like at least with Kenny and the Good Brothers, I'm not crazy about that either. But they're putting both of those uh, both of those uh, you know Kenny and the Good Brothers in a high profile spot against the biggest stars in Impact. You have Sammy Guevara who's coming off one of the other big stories with, with the inner circle as a fucking ad nauseum as it's been going on for months. I'm glad they're finally taking some fucking steps to make this seem important. But why would you send Sammy Guevara away to Impact to go do some shit? You would figure you'd want to keep yeah. him on the show. I'd rather send some other people over, like Private Party, who aren't really doing fuck all right now. Let them go over to Impact, you know? Like, why can't we send over somebody like fucking like Pretty Peter and, and shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Like if I, you're gonna do something with Emolution, send Pretty Peter over there, right. or send Janela or Sunny Kiss over there. Why are you I, sending Sammy Guevara involved in one of the big storylines on on uh, on AEW? I don't know. I I agree with you, and and this is why I'm saying like if this was strictly bringing Sammy Guevara over for an Impact storyline and not an Impact versus AEW storyline, like Kenny has been brought over, like Private Parties and Matt Hardy have been brought over, because Private Party and Matt Hardy were included right away with the, the impact tag team titles with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, who have been back and forth from show to show for the past month. So if you put him in that kind of role, which maybe it would have developed in maybe, maybe like Caleb and, and Tennille would go to AEW. If that's the case, I'd be cool with it because if Sammy Guevara was not an AEW guy and he was strictly an impact talent, that story would make sense. Those characters mesh Guevara, Tennille and Caleb, to me, that makes sense as a story if he was an Impact star. But he's an AEW star. So you have to make something mesh between the two brands where there's heat between Sammy as an AEW guy and the Impact roster. Matt, how do you feel about what I just threw down there? I, I don't disagree with it. There's a couple things you have to remember. And we have to. there's a timeline that eventually, hopefully, comes out. A, all the shit has been taped already, all this Impact stuff. They're not doing live shows every week. They have guys come in, they tape like eight weeks of TV yeah. at once. So we have to keep that in mind. So is this story coming out now? As in Sammy didn't want to do this eight weeks ago, and that's why we got Black Taurus, Sammy the Bull. Um, we have to keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> Episode 520, Sammy the Bull. Sammy the Bull. <laughs> write it down, Tony. <laughs> I'll write it down right now on my sheet here. Uh, we have to keep that in mind. Um, and I don't know. Like, I think if you're going to bring him in, like, why wouldn't you want him to go after your X Division champion and then show up on TNT with Impact's X Division title? Perfect. But my, my point is, though, Sammy is involved in one of the biggest stories that's going on right now on AEW. Why would you just fucking throw him off on a tangent into something on Impact? Just, right, so you, so you're against you're against bringing Sammy over to Impact altogether because he's in the middle of a hot story right now. He's got a feud with MJF and a potential feud with Jericho and the rest of the inner circle. Like, why would you want to disrupt that? Okay, so in the story, though, Wednesday night, Sammy Guevara walked out and said he needs to take some time. Yeah, he essentially quit the inner circle without saying as much. So he's going to take time to go to Impact? Why would you not want to go to Impact and come back with a belt and say, yeah. you know, while you guys were fucking bickering and infighting? And I'll give you a prediction right here. I think Santana and Ortiz walk out Wednesday night as the tag team champions. 
Why? Who they they're they're wrestling the Bucks. Really? I think they made the Bucks for the title. You brought up an you brought you brought up an. That sets up Santana and Ortiz against MJF and Jericho at the pay-per-view. If you're going to blow the fucking inner circle up, let's blow it up. That's a, Matt, you brought up a great point that I totally forgot about, the fact that Sammy said, I'm leaving. He Again, the, the segment, he essentially said, I'm quitting. And th- see, then that makes total sense for him to go to Impact for a little while. A hunt, that makes like all the sense. In the, it's almost stupid if you don't do it if the relationship is so good, but that all goes to the point where what he perceived as a bad fit for him and impact. So now if he's no longer considered an AEW guy, cause he quit, then do whatever you want with him in impact. As far as I, I'm concerned. I know, I know we've had Scott Demore on before, but I can't remember for the life of me what he sounds like. Well, what does his voice sound like? Kev, you would know. Oh my God. He sounds. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> Uh, Sammy, welcome. Listen, we got this great story for you. We got you wrestling a koala and a and a fucking bull. What are you thinking of shit? You're gonna be fucking big bucks over here, buddy. Listen, we're gonna be Nat Geo Wild. All right, it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna have you listen. I understand. It's not ideal. I get it. It's not what you want. But we're working hard here at the offices of Impact Wrestling, which is in essentially, you know, uh. Toby Cat Center up in West Orange, New Jersey. It's what it is. All our doors have metal handles. There's no knobs on any of them. It's wild, but we're doing our best here. So what we're going to do for you is we ask Sammy Guevara is that you come to Impact Wrestling with and be sure to bring your panda hat because we have a panda here as well. His name is Falaba. And in the, in the meantime, Sam, Sammy does his Hulkster impression. He goes, it's not going to work for me, brother. God, that was, I, that was, I started off so good, it deteriorated so Yeah, fast. I don't know what happened. You got lost in West Orange there, like fucking Cactus Jack. I was trying to think, because all their, like, meeting spaces in Impact, they look like... West Orange, with they, metal they, door handles. They they look like... All, they all have door handles of public bathrooms, like, when you go to, like, a, like a place. Like, like, they don't have, like... It doesn't look like, a, like an arena's, you know, uh, staging area or backstage area. So, oh God, this, this Scott Demore started off so well. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back with a great Scott Demore. Hold on, Matt. What what else was there that uh that is of importance and note that happened on AEW? Uh, AEW Serena, no Serena Deeps. Thunder Rose advanced in the women's eliminator. Uh, the yeah, Japanese. I didn't see that. I heard it was pretty good. It was a very good match. Uh, I thought it was a very good match. Uh, the Japanese side of the eliminator tournament has taken place and it's done. Round one was on YouTube tonight, so that's something you might want to keep your eyes out for if you're interested in that. Uh, past guest and friend of the show, Danny Limelight, has COVID. We knew that. Oh, no, you mentioned that Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah, keep going. Um, I think the the main event from last week, if you haven't seen it, go out of your way and watch it. Uh, it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. It is It is beautifully executed. Jake gets in the ring, and he throws a fucking short-arm clothesline which is unbelievable. Uh, they tell a great story. Oh, yeah. When Jake was involved in something last week, not not last Wednesday, the Wednesday before, was he involved outside the ring in the tag team uh, turmoil thing, the tag team battle royal? 
I seem to remember he was outside when everybody was kind of ganged up together. Maybe it was during the lumberjack match. I think it was the lumberjack he, match. Yes. He fucking hit somebody and he fell over and the camera caught him like smacking the guy in the back uh, and laughing his ass off the butcher or the blade. I think it was one of them. Right. And he's just, he's on the floor laughing. I'm like, why did the camera have to catch that? I mean, I get, he's having a good time, but still I'll take uh, I'll take any oper- look. Jake throwing a short arm fucking clothesline was awesome. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Anytime seeing Jake doing shit like that, when he fucking, if he put the finger up, people would have fucking went ape shit. It was, it was the match that was awesome. Kenta looked like a million bucks. Uh, the Good Brothers got involved. It was just wonderfully done. It took four people to beat uh, Lance Archer. Kenny got him up in the one winged angel. Like they told a great story. And Archer, it was. It was wonderfully done. I definitely think if you want to see in my opinion, it's the best match that's that's been on Dynamite since the inception of the show. Better than Paige and uh and and uh Kenny against the Bucks? Well that was on a pay per view. I'm talking about just well, that Dynamite. Was a pay per view? Yeah, that was uh Evolution last year. Revolution Better than Luther and Serpentigo against Matt Hardy and uh and the Cowboy shit? Just by a nut hair. Just by a nut hair. Which you wouldn't have if you went to manscaped.com and used the code wizards at checkout to get twenty percent off and free shipping on a fucking on a fucking hedge clipper, whatever the fucking thing is, the lawnmower. The lawnmower, buddy. Hedge clipper, lawnmower, weed whacker. We fucking groom everything. Holy shit. We're landscapers. Of course. We're Mexicals. <laughs> All right. Uh so this week on Dynamite, like I said, Bucks against Santana and Ortiz. You got a six man match. Uh, Moxley, Archer, and Ray Phoenix against Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. Uh, FTR take on Matt and Mike Seidel. So we're getting some Matt Seidel, ac- Mike Seidel action. Mike. Mike. What do you say? Wait, who's Mike Seidel? It's Matt Seidel's brother. Shoot, brother? Shoot, brother. That's a shoot, brother. How long has Mike Seidel been in the business? I have no idea. Yeah, I never knew there was a Mike Seidel. Never knew there was a Mike Seidel. Uh, Cody's dealing with a slightly torn left rotator cuff. Oh, no match with Shaq. They didn't say that yet. We're going to, we're going to evaluate and see what happens there. I heard the reason that Cody might be injured is because they have to worry about when the uh, NBA playoffs are happening, that Shaq might be indisposed for that. So, well, the match has already been announced for March 3rd. I understand. But in the age of COVID, they could just cancel matches for whatever reason. Like in other words, if Cody is hurt, they're not going to have the match. Why? Right? Cody and Shaq aren't going to wrestle. It's going to be fucking Red Velvet and fucking Jade Cargill. Yeah, but they want Shaq and Cody to be there. Otherwise, what's the fucking yeah, point? Yeah, you could be, you could be safe about that. It's just another women's match. Who cares? Shaq's got to be there. We need a million yeah, plus for Shaq this. Shaq will be there. But if Cody's not, then who gives Cody, a flying Cody fuck? will be there. Like this. My arm is hurt. I'm Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I'm all fucked up, but we're going on with the show. <laughs> something, something hurt my arm. I dyed my hair blonde. That's a good, good, that's a good rendition. <laughs> I almost sound like the guy too. Holy shit! Do you ever? Um, and then, oh, Tony, you know what they did to Darby Allen? Oh, I heard. All right. 
all right, now you fucking did it. Now you did it. Cause now you got the juices rolling. Now pissed off Tony's coming out. All right. How does FTR get removed from a battle Royal for doing some shady shit inside the ring and beating up referees and all this and that, the other nonsense and cutting off fucking dinosaur horns, but they can kidnap somebody and then, Hey, we're fine. We're going to be back next week. How the fuck does nothing happen to Team Taz? Oh, they they fucking beat up some fucking guys selling T-shirts, so they got banned in the parking lot. And then they fucking kidnapped Darby Allen and they fucked him up and put him in a body bag. And Sting, fucking old-ass Sting was like, nothing's going to happen to you while I'm here. Well, fucking hell's bells. What happened, Sting? They kidnapped the little fucker on your watch. Well, he wasn't there. Shame on Sting. Shame on AEW Dynamite Brass. And shame on Tony Khan for letting this shit go on. How Tony. do you fucking penalize people and find people? But kidnapping, hey, we're just going to let it. And all of a sudden, Tony Schiavone's like, hey, Jungle Jack, I like your theme song, first of all. And second of all, it's good to hear that your buddy Marco's back. Why didn't you fucking let Jungle Boy tell us when he fucking got released or how they found him or fill in the gaps just like oh we know he was kidnapped last week but everything's a-okay now right jack haha <laughs> god just give me some consistency kidnapping is a huge crime and if it's across state lines it's a fucking man act issue for god's sakes nobody arrested the filthy animals when they kidnapped rick flair and dropped they him in the desert they should that was fucking 2000 wcw you think they're gonna fuck they want to repeat that i know tony khan's got a hard on for eric bischoff and old wcw but for god's sakes let's learn from their mistakes please you can't find somebody for doing something in the ring and then have no fucking repercussions when he kidnaps somebody for christ's sakes now am i, I mean, wrong in this no, am i wrong you're in not this? wrong you're not no wrong. he's wrong because <laughs> listen if if if, if say somebody in the NFL or in the NBA or the NHL, the MLB gets in trouble, but they're not necessarily arrested by the authorities, then why should at me as a boss, why should I give a crap then? If they're not in jail, then I'll do it. Then they could still come to work for me. So you can, you can break the rules in the ring and get a heavy duty fine. But if you commit a crime it's like, Meh. Meh. Yeah, if, the, if yeah, because they use this facility to facilitate the crime, they kidnapped the guy inside their building. But it, listen, I could on national television for God's sake. I, I could disqualify somebody for throwing me over the top or for throwing somebody over the top ropes because that happened in my technical jurisdiction. But now, say I kidnap somebody and the cops don't charge me with anything, I'm going to work the next day. Boom. A couple things. All right, here we go. I, I know I left a lot of holes there. No, no, you got FTR, not FTR. Oh, Kevin, Christ. honestly, that made a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're really good, Kev. Did. Team Taz was not allowed in the building, and they kidnapped Darby outside the building. Um, Bravo. And secondly, we don't know. The ramifications may be happening Wednesday night. Ooh. Tony, That's you're going to have to tune in to see if – Oh, Team boy, Taz is in jail, place. or does Taz know like a parole officer or a security guard? Taz, Attica, motherfucker, Attica. Uh, you know, uh, you know, my brother's a parole officer. My brother-in-law's a parole officer. My father-in-law's a parole officer. You know, bro, uh, my... there's 20 shields from NYPD in my family alone. <laughs> Listen, I I can't see out my back windshield because it's all gold plates back there. You know what I'm saying? And look, <laughs> if it doesn't happen in the ring, is there jurisdiction for any suspensions? 
Taz is like, no, it's no problem. I got a PBA card. Yeah. I got, listen, it's like a trick deck of playing cards. I just flip it open. They're all PBA cards. You know Detective Boombots from fucking Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah you know I got a sergeant in there. Hey, JR. Hey, JR, shut up. I got, you you do I got, know. I got a sergeant in there. You got a detective in there. I got a lieutenant in there. I got a captain. Hey, listen. Hey, hey hook. Hook. I'm going to hook you. Hook. Shut up. You do know that Taz knows Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman's father is a lawyer. What What's the worst name? Hook? Well, you'll see, sir. Hook or L.A. Knight? Which is the worst name? Hook, by far. I gotta be. Yeah. Hook is, Hook is a terrible, terrible name. Terrible. And I get it. It's a double entendre. You know, the wrestling hook, red hook. I get it, but... Yeah, but I've never seen him hook anything yet. Can't even fucking hook his fucking face. He's fucking stupid. He, what is he, 12? Oh, yeah, Tony, you would have been so proud of me watching the Mercedes Martinez match. The yeah, way she. Mercedes. Mercedes Martinez. The way she hooked Tony Storm's leg and held the held her hands together. Oh, I was like, this is something old man Tony would really enjoy. She, and, I've been touting Mercedes Martinez for years on this show. You know this quite well. That's right. I do. So good do. to see her get in the spotlight right now. She so deserves it. Uh, I would like to make myself another drink. Go for it. Oh, uh, really? Perhaps we should, um, we should oh, do the really? thing. We, oh no, you, you're a professional. You could do this better than this. I got it. Let, let me show you how it's done. We got so much more to talk about. We got Kevin going to bring us a little update ski on the impact wrestling. We got some uh, new Japan stuff to discuss a little more news and notes, but Kev, what do we always say about this time? Back after this. That's how you do it, Matt. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you can combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin and Vince, your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? 
Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Oh, uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah, well. What are we doing? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Instagram also at The Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. You spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Right. Take it easy. It's with a K, Matt. Spell it with a K. Okay. I like those guys. They do good work. Do they? I think so. Yeah, I think they do a great job too. The the broadcast. Check them out over there. We're going to take this time to thank those that support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. If you enjoy what you're listening to, if you're watching us in the Facebook chat, if you're not annoyed at Kate for spoiling the AEW Women's She's Eliminator Tournament. worse, dude. I love you, Kate, but you're fucking terrible. Holy shit. If you can look past that and just look at us, all right? We're handsome. And our beauty and our fun, fun times. Awesome Taylor Sparks shirt. On this Monday night, the ice storm outside here in New Jersey, the terrible weather in Texas. Lisa, thank you for joining us on Facebook. Stay safe out there. I know some people in uh, Arkansas are getting hit with some snow, too. Uh, Kenny Hossey, be safe out there, buddy. All right. If you can look past. Kenny's got Kenny's got YouTube on. He's in, he's in for the night. He's enjoy- Look, well, I would love to enjoy these matches, but if Kate's going to be spoiling shit. Oh, the fucking worst. I can't. But. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the show. But my suggestion to you, the $3 tier is the best value. Not only do you get a name drop on the show, you get a watch along. You get two bonus shows a month where we cover a show and a wrestling profile. Profile. Wrestling profile. Yes. 
I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. So head over to our Patreon. Check it out. Again, for as little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, uh, with her king, Mr. Manny Kratzo, over there in Austria. Uh, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Ryan Arthur over at Elementary Brewery. That's elementary.com if you're up in Hackensack. Check out the brewery. Support your local businesses. Support yeah, Ryan. Uh, Ryan Schlong, my man, Ryan Schlong. He's killing it in the Discord. Hey. Uh, big fan of the show, Sean Toe and Sean Calejo. One is from the States. One is from Australia. Uh, hey, Brett, he knows the broadcast guys. Oh, maybe know. he does know the broadcast guys. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Kate. No, not sorry. Catherine Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. She also does a couple other podcasts now. She's really slutting it up in the podcast world. She's got the What's Good podcast with Kevin Gill, where they're talking about professional wrestling. (laughs) Then she's doing a Wednesday night show where she's talking AEW. Then she's doing a show about records with her voice teacher. She's doing it all. She's doing it all. So uh, follow her at OnDeckIC.com. And all her adventures, uh, Kate is crushing it in the world of podcasts. Uh, she still hasn't ter- figured out how to turn off the Facebook chat Wednesday nights, and now she's giving spoilers away. So that's what you're in store for with Kate the Great. Catherine, as I like to call her. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relation to the KJG. Uh, Matt Mellinger. Uh, Christine Friesendorf. Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Happy Mark. birthday Mark. Always. Kenny Hawsey, the Joshi expert. In the Discord. Uh, Jay Cop, Big Cop and Pump. If you go to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks and you see that Jay is not on the show, do not listen. Okay? If there's no Jay, it's not worth your ear time, people. All Definitely right? not. Jay is the star of the show. Jay makes it enjoyable. So, no Jay, no go. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Yes. Michael Hammond. Uh, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Matthew Birch, who I saw in the Facebook chat earlier, the true Prince of Pro over there on the Twitter machine. Give him a follow. Uh, Carrie uh, Cowling, she was also in the Facebook chat before. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Carrie, what's up? I don't know why I waved to the other computer because the fucking camera is right in front of me. Uh, Bergman, my man Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite figure collecting. And last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? You ever do this face when you were a kid? <laughs> oh, why, this one. Why would you do that? What are you doing? <laughs> I know what you mean, Kev. Silly Tony, you totally just stepped over like the most dramatic reading of William Mercier's name ever. I right, want me to do it. I'll do it. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. Go fuck yourself. No, why see, is he British now? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Senores y senores. En vivo con manos, el Mercier. Comprende? See. Si. Good job. Everything. Uh, Manscaped did not send us a new read, but this is what you need to know, people. Yeah, I'll oh, throw Manscaped yeah. under the bus. I don't give a shit. All right? Here's what you need to know. 
Your balls, you got to keep them clean. I talked about Valentine's Day being that one day a year that you love your significant other. All right? Do yourself a favor. Don't just shave your balls for Valentine's Day. Shave them for every day. Shave them once a week. Keep them bad boys trimmed. All right? Maybe if you trim the hedges, the tree looks bigger, and that might benefit you when the world opens up. So you go over to manscaped.com, right? You grab the lawnmower 3.0. It's got skin-safe technology. It's got a flashlight on it. It's water-resistant. You charge it fully, and it can go for 90 minutes. Now, oh, if it takes yeah. you 90 minutes to shave your balls, you go Listen, see a fucking Matt, doctor, Matt, okay? I don't know why. I two of them. <laughs> Matt, the charger goes for 90 minutes, and then when you're done, you can go for 90 minutes. Because that's how sleek and smooth you will feel and how confident you will be once your balls are in our courts. And I do want to say, no guarantee that you'll last 90 minutes, but it's worth trying. Now, well, I mean, if you go three times, you should be all right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and you can get the lawnmower 3.0 with the skin safe technology. You get the foot duster. I, love, I got the foot duster down by my, my chair in the living room after I take a shower. See? I clean up, I dry myself off, I go down, I get my chair, a couple spritzes, I let them motherfuckers air out, and my feet smell great. All right, you got the ball deodorant, you got the ball toner. Oh. I got my, my body wash in the shower. I got two of them. I still got, I got a nice supply. I got the, the weed whacker. Get them ear hairs out, get them nostril hairs out. You'll be breathing fresher. You can smell your clean balls better if you got no more extra nose hairs flying around. Guys, I'm also, I'm heading back out into the world. You know, I'm a vaccination boy, so I'm getting out there. I got that refined cologne. I'm starting booking comedy dates again, so I'm, I'm getting stuff in March t- till all the way till June. So I'm going to need that cologne to smell good you know, when I go up and down the stage. Take so, his freshly shaved balls, and he's going to do more than March into March. He's going to fucking plow March over. Oh, March has, March doesn't stand a chance. That fucking redwood that Garifo's packing in them drawers of his. He's what is this? Talking. What is this March business? I'm going right into April. You know, oh, April showers brings May. Boom. <laughs> so head over to manscaped.com. That's right. <laughs> Before you check out, there's a little, co- it says coupon, right? Just type in wizards. You save 20%, no matter how big or small your order is. You need some crop mops? You order some crop mops. You need a lawnmower 3.0 perfect pair, perfect package kit? You order that. You can spend whatever, and you can use the code as many teams as want. Any t- as wow. many teams as want. Oof. Yes. Yikes. Use as many teams as want. That was that. That may have been your worst. I am whatever. literally the stroke daddy because I am as destroying many teams as want. Uh, you can use the code as many times as you want. I felt like Will Farrell in the office uh, after he fell off the basketball hoop. Oh, when he just gets slammed down yeah. by it when he tries to dunk from the foul line. <laughs> he comes back later with the, like the the gown. Yeah. Uh, so again, wizards at checkout saves you twenty percent. You get free shipping. Tony, you mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. All right. Oh boy, the new beginnings. They did a couple shows last week. All right. You're... I watched some matches. Did bitches. you? Yes, I did. Well, your big matches, there were four big matches between the two nights. There were other matches, but your big matches were uh, Gorillas of Destiny against Dangerous Techers for the IWGP uh, Tag Team Championships. Your six Only man- watched the ending of that. Okay, your six-man titles were on the line as Yoshihashi 
uh, Hiroki Goto and Big Tom defended against Jay White and the Gorillas of Destiny. I watched that one just to watch your boy Jay White get fucking beat up. Uh, Hiromu defended his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Sho. Great fucking match. Awesome match. And Kota Ibushi defended his double titles against Sonata. Watch that one, too. So I'm... Three and a half for four on the on the must-see matches. The tag match was a little bit different from what you're used to with the Gorillas of Destiny and Dangerous Techers. The story of the matches we saw at Wrestle Kingdom, they took the glove. Yeah. So Gorillas of Destiny come out with all these bags, paper <laughs> bags, literally like a dozen paper bags, and uh, Tai Chi is trying to get the glove back, and every bag has like clothespins, socks, ridiculous just dumb shit in it please tell me one of them had a picture of booker t in it none of them had a book a picture of booker t once we get whose picture was it when booker t broke the box that time kev what's that it was the four corners match he had against jeff jarrett and one of the boxes had the title belt in it and one of the boxes he broke open had somebody's portrait in it was it hogan was it his whose picture i I don't i don't know Fuck, I got to look this up. All right, Matt, continue. I got to find out who this was. Once we get past the bag stuff, the tag match was really good. Um, tai Chi gets the Iron Fist, and he just goes fucking berserk. So they get disqualified, um, and he's like a man possessed. Will uh, Not Will Ospreay, Jesus Christ. Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, is trying to get a hold of him, stop him from going crazy. Ken is there. He's just out of control because he's got this fist, so they got the fist off of him. Uh, I don't know if this is the end of the tag team feud. It looks like it is because of what happened in the six-man tag match, uh, which Tony was so quick to point out that Jay White was on the losing end. Fuck yeah, he's a fucking loser. Fuck but, Jay White. Uh, I believe Yoshi fucking head off again. I believe Yoshihashi pinned Tangaleo. Yes. What's that move that he calls the wrap-up thing? He had won something else with that I move too. They were talking Yoshihashi about Yoshihashi so much. Yoshihashi, I tell you all the time, he looks like the Japanese version of Michael Sarah. Like, he's always confused. Like, he doesn't know where the fuck he is or what's going on. Everything about him annoys me. His hair, the staff. I don't know why he brings a staff to the ring. He just fucking annoys me. But he's so good. Oh, uh, man. I don't I know about so Yoshihashi. Hiroki, dude, him, Hiroki Goto, and Big Tom is such an underrated team. Those guys are so good together. It is. They, they're, I think they're up there in terms of longest reigning uh, six man, uh, never open weight champions, um, successful defenses. Cause I think I want to say the bullet club had them a couple years ago and they won them at wrestle kingdom. And then I think they defended them once and then again at wrestle kingdom. So they didn't defend them a lot, but, uh, yes, gorillas of destiny and Jay white are on the losing end. Uh, excellent match. And it looks like we're setting up Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto against the Gorillas of Destiny for the IWGP uh, Tag Team Champions Ships of the World, which is actually uh, what they are setting up, yes, at Castle Attack Night 2. Night 2. All right, so Castle Attack, has that always been a thing, Matt? No, this Castle Attack is brand new. All right. I'm excited for this castle attack by name alone. So castle attack is two nights at the end of February. Why are they introducing castle attack? I don't know. They didn't say. Attack the castle. One. Uh, there's usually it's usually new beginnings is in February, January, February. Uh, they, is is this just? Will there be a crowd there? Yes, they've had crowds for all their shows. 
Okay, so maybe, I don't know, I'm just totally spitballing here. Maybe just to bring people back more and have more events and have people interact. Again, if they've had events for God knows how long, then this is a terrible point. But Real quick, I looked it up, but also I want to give credit to uh, Matthew Birch, who's uh, watching in the Facebook. Scott Hall's portrait was in one of the boxes. That's who it was. Oh, the other match I watched, oh, fuck, what was it? It was the uh, six-man with the Young Lions, Gabe Kidd and you, 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 Miura and and... Josh, whatever I can't remember his fucking name. Suzu Suji Suji, the guy with the curly hair, the guy. Yeah, the yeah. Who the fuck did they wrestle? Was it Minoru? Was it Suzuki when Suzuki beat the shit out of him? Was it Suzuki? No, I don't. No, it was a six man match. It wasn't Minoru Suzuki. It was a six man. I forget who the fuck they wrestled, but game was uh oh shit. It wasn't was it Zack Saber Jr. Was it? Fuck. Now so, I don't remember. I need you guys. I need to have you guys like an alert on like a text message every time Gabriel Kid wrestles. I'm gonna need somebody to text me. Tony, was it the uh, was it Tai Chi, Zack Saber Jr. and Doki against? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Against Suji, Yumiura, and Gabriel Kid. Yes, and Gabe Kid, dude. I don't know why he's not a star yet. Why they haven't sent him off to do his thing? He's fucking sick. He's going to be a big name in a couple of years in this business. Sick motherfucker. I love all three of these guys. I know Kevin's a big fan of these guys too, but uh, just kid. Kevin, just kid. I think you know, I, I like the other guy that looks like a mini Andre the Giant. I think that's Yuma Yura. I like them all. Guy, dude. I'm, I'm cool with them all, but Gabe Kid, like, I'm so ready for these guys to have their own gimmicks and their own tights. No, no, stop. Own. Tony, you're not, you're not biting off my Gabe Kid fandom. Does he not know that? How much I've been a mark for this kid for the last six months or eight months? You said a mark for this kid, no pun intended, or you meant it? No, no pun intended. No, oh, there you go. No, I know, I know, I know. You've been following Gabriel Kid. I understand. That's right. That's right. Gonna be a big fucking star, that kid. Pun intended. There, Matt. I loved, <laughs> I loved um, Hiromu and Show. Yes, sir. I. Out of all the matches I watched, that was my favorite. You know, my boy Kota Ibushi was there, too, uh, against Sonata. Wasn't really feeling that one. I don't think they got out of third gear. I mean, they were up there. They just didn't take it next level to me. But these fucking guys, what did it go? Almost 40 minutes they yes. beat the shit out of each other? It was, it was shows coming out party. Uh, ELP was on commentary with Kevin Kelly, and I thought he did an awesome job. ELP swore before the match started and Kevin Kelly and yelled at him. He's like, he's like, could you not? He's like, what are you going to do? He's like, nothing, but please try, please, please don't do it. And then he said it again in the middle of the match. And Kevin Kelly's like, I told you not to do that. Awesome. Kevin Kelly rules for that reason only. God ELP, damn Kevin Kelly. ELP was awesome on commentary. Hiromu beats um, show after a 40 minute battle. And then ELP and Taiji Ishimori hit the ring to attack him. Bushi makes the save. So at Castle Attack night one, it's Bushi and Hiromu challenging ELP and Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles. Night two. Oh, no, that's not. That is. Uh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Back up the truck. That uh -huh. is the main event of the road to Castle Attack shows, which are happening There's right so now. Many fucking shows. They really do. They give you a lot. Um, and that is taking place. 
Oh, in Japan. Have, yeah, I don't have it on here. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. February, February 25th. So like next weekend. Or yeah, next weekend. next Thursday, next the main event will be uh, Hiromu and Sho against... No, Hiromu and Bushi. Against Sho. No, against Ishimori and ELP. And then night two of Castle Attack, ELP challenges Hiromu for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. There you go. Okay. Dakota Bushi Sonata match. I took a couple of things away from that. A, Zack Sabre Jr. sat in on commentary. And I don't think we've seen a lot of Zack in a solo role since he joined this dangerous Techers tag team. Granted, he was half of the IWGP tag team champions for a long time. Secondly, Tony, and I don't know if you did any research into this, uh, we've been asking, how are we going to do this double championship shit? Oh, we, we don't get there yet. Don't get there yet. Okay. What did you think of Zack Sabre Jr. on commentary? I thought he came across as Zack Sabre Jr. He's British. He he's was, dry. Was, was it him that he was quiet? There were an awful lot of quiet spots during this match. Was it just me? Like, it seemed like it seemed like there were spots where just nobody was talking for a long time. And I could get, like, given, like, a moment or two of silence, but it just seemed like they, like they were tied up watching the match for some reason. I think maybe that didn't play into the drama of it for me. It's I think I don't think Zack Sabre Jr. is known for his mic work. So putting him there, putting him there plants the seed like, oh, fuck. He's watching the IWGP heavyweight champion. Kota Ibushi, Zack Sabre Jr. match down the road could be super interesting. But to your point, Tony, his him analyzing the match, which I think is what he was there for didn't play as well as like him and Kevin Kelly didn't mesh like Kevin Kelly and ELP did. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a, who is a better British promo in Japan, Matt? Would you say Will Ospreay or Zack Sabre Jr.? I think Zap's because I think they're both kind of, I think Zack is a better promo because I think he's, I think if you go back to the Rocky Romero interview and he said, Will is, Will just goes through his promo and he speaks very fast. And I don't think it works for the audience because they don't know English. I think Zach is better at his promo because I think he uses his body language a lot more too. He makes a lot of facials. He's, he's, you know, uh, I think he's good yeah. conveying it. And the message. That makes sense. Cause uh, to me, that makes sense. Cause he, he uses a lot of his body language when he wrestles too. So like that's kind of just, it, it just, he knows how to, you know, maneuver in the ring. Anyway, just a little question that I had for you. No, no, you're Go good. Ahead. You're good. Tony, and it, I mean, the match, I thought the match was great. Abushi comes out on top. Um, no, I mean, it was really good. I don't know if I'd put it in the great category. For some reason, it just seemed like it was kind of stuck, like trying to get to that last level. I'm perfectly fine with the match. I just didn't feel like it was like, like it was weird. Like when they first started, like Abushi was kind of like just working like pretzels and like working the mat more. I was just like, that's kind of a weird scene him in that role. Maybe he's taken on a different perspective since he's become champion. Maybe it was just me. It just seemed like it was something like just a little bit off about it. A good match, just a little off. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love Sonata, but I'm I'm I think it's it's at that point where it's kind of like how many how many times are you gonna tell me the story where Sonata, you know, that G1 match with Okada where he gets the win and then he challenges for the title and he loses and he 
challenges for the title again. He challenges for the IC title and he loses. He challenges for like how many times is Sonata going to be that guy? Um where he's like almost like uh I don't know who to compare him to, but he's always like just there and he's good enough and he belongs there, but they just never and look, I didn't think he was beating Ibushi, but I've seen this story before with him. Dolph Ziggler, maybe? You know what? It was on the tip of my tongue, Kev. He's that. He's. He, I think he's really good in the ring. I know a lot of like New Japan loyalists aren't big fans of his. Uh, they find him to be boring. I like Sonata. I had no problems with Sonata. I thought he was the better of the two from Evil and Sonata, to be honest with you. But yeah, this this it, it kind of just didn't didn't get me like completely engrossed in it. Like I said, it was good for what it was, but that fucking junior championship match was fucking just blew Oh, that was away. the best match of the, the weekend there. And they didn't even fly around all that much. They beat the shit out of each other, those two. Yeah, they did. That whole series down the end of the match where they were all kicking out at one and fucking firing back at each other, just good shit. Show's got to get rid of them fucking Afro puff things he's got on his ears, though. Them fucking things are gnarly looking. It's not even like, it's not even like, okay, he's got some fucking uh, cauliflower ears. Them motherfuckers are trees, dude. I didn't realize how big they were until this match. Good yeah, lord! But that's all. That's all beef in there. You can't drain that stuff. That's all. That's all meat. Well, when you when you first get them, you can drain them. But once right. you let them calcify, it's it's all over, Johnny. So Matt, you, you were make steaks out of those. I know they're like fucking like they're like porterhouse chops. Them fucking things. delicious. <laughs> you were saying so after the match, we actually get some uh, some stories about the two titles. We do so. Obviously, we know when Abushi won at Wrestle Kingdom and he beat Naito and then he beat Jay White, he said he wanted to combine both belts. Uh, he also refers to himself as God now. Um, the golden God, baby. And I th- and we've been th- we've been talking about this since last for, since Wrestle Kingdom at the beginning of 2020. How do we how do we get from here to there? How do we get the tight, you know, the double title situation? What are we going to do about it? Well, we had that come to fruition at uh, the second night of New Beginnings. Post-match, Naito comes out. He says, you want to combine both titles, and I don't want that. I want the Intercontinental t- Championship because that title means more to me. Um, and I'm paraphrasing. Uh, so Naito, I know, you're rough on the Japanese. Yeah, my Japanese is not. It's it's almost where my English is, and my English isn't very good either. So, <laughs> um, I think you might be better at Japanese than you are at English. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, so, Naito challenges for the IC title. Kota Ibushi accepts. So, this might be our way to get the double titles off of Ibushi. That will be the main event of your night two of Castle Attack. Uh, Ibushi defending the IC title just by itself against Naito, and this will be the first time since they. Uh, did the double belt gimmick in 2020 uh, that the IC title has been defended solo defended on its own. Yeah. Yes. yeah, That's pretty um, wild. I mean, it, it's, it's wild that they're going that direction. You would figure, you would figure that um, Naito would want to challenge for the bigger belt, but he said the IC belt's more important to him. That's kind of strange. No, in his, in his story, the IC title was what, propelled him to the main yeah, event status. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And look, I, I'm okay with that. It's not, yeah. he's not, you know, it means something to him. 
and you've always kind of waited for this kind of story to happen, right? Like you vote, like even in like the years in wrestling, like what title is someone so and so going to challenge for? Like what, like which is the more prestigious one? Maybe I'll cash it in at NXT. Maybe I'll cash it in here. Like this is what means most to him. And I get at the end of the day, that's what makes a compelling story. If it means more to you to have this, then go for that. And then when you win that, that'll get the fans completely invested and everything will be okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the most, you know, the top, top, top prize. But as, we, as we've seen in New Japan, they're pretty neck and neck. So it's, it just, it, I, I actually enjoy that, hearing that, uh, learning that for the first time from, from you. So that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and I was pretty uh, excited to see that that's the route. It looks like they're going to go with this double title thing. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, that makes Naito the IWGP junior or, excuse me, intercontinental champion. And then that opens up a whole, a whole nother world of possibilities. Uh, your boy Hiroshi Tanahashi, he's defending his never open weight title against the great Okan. Oh God! <laughs> Fuck the great Okan, stupid ass. Um, Okada is taking on Evil at night one. That's still a thing. That'll be your headliner of night one. Jay White, Big Tom, in a Matt, solo are match. these? Is this is this a pick show? No, no, can't be. Why? These are huge. These are huge cards, Tony. They're all huge cards. It's New Japan. We no, no, no. Castle Attack nights one and two. They might be a pick. <laughs> Castle Attack. Why? Castle. Fuck off. That's like picking Saturday night's main event for Christ's sakes. Night two of Castle, Castle Attack has four heavyweight championship matches. Well, Katie, bar the door. Whoop the fucking do. I mean, we did, is this a pay per view, Matt? No, it's a two night event. All right, we didn't pick No Surrender. That's yeah. true. So we're not picking Castle of Fear. Castle Attack sounds like a Nintendo game. Yeah, like Rampart. That's what I picture in my head. <laughs> well, we, we'll, we'll discuss further. We Go can ahead, discuss. Uh, your boy, Yano, he's going to defend his King of Pro Wrestling title against Chase Owens. Fucking Yano. I love me some Yano. <laughs> so pick him. Uh, yeah, pick some Yano, buddy. Pick, pick some Yano. I wouldn't want to take the lead over Kevin by picking Yano of all things. Listen, I could lose. I could literally be eleven and eleven by next week if we. Pick this. <laughs> uh, so that's coming up in the in the upcoming weeks. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but the road to Castle Attack happened, and their newest young lion, Yuto Nakashima. He's going to miss the rest of the tour because he didn't make it 20 seconds into the first match before he planted his left arm on the mat and dislocated his elbow. Ooh, wait, 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 what match was this? I wanted to find this. I have to fucking know this. I want to look this up. You it's... are such a weirdo. Yes, I am. I, I need to know. What was this fucking idiot's name? His name is Yuma. Yuma, like fucking Arizona. Yeah, uh, Yuto. I'm sorry, Yuto. Y-U-T-O. Well, Yuto Nakanishi Nakashima. Oh, wow, Shima. Jesus Christ, you got fucking what? I got Tony was the guy in the fucking BWO match at uh, Barely Legal. He this, was, yes, I know. This is the if you just if you went to New Japan World right now, Tony, this is the first match of which show the, the show that took place Sunday. So, 214, gotcha. First match, 20 seconds. Who's he wrestling? Uh, he was wrestling Yumayura. 
Oh, it was a Young Lions match? Yeah. Oh, fuck. What did Yumiura do? Did he kick him in the dick? They stopped the match and... uh, Oh, fuck. And they gave it... They awarded uh, Yumiura the win. Hey, a win's a win, right, Kev? Tony, I've never seen you this horny in my life. Dude, I fucking love that shit. You love watching people get hurt? Listen, when I was a kid, the first time I saw somebody get hurt was Susie Super oh, Susie Superstar. Jesus, Susie Spirit. It was Kayla Sparks. Susie Superstar was a fucking porno, actually. Uh, yeah, I think she died, too. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Susie Spirit and Debbie Debutante were the cheerleaders, and they were taking on the Headhunters. And entire Northeast. One of the one of the headhunters was doing Susie Spirit in like an overroll, and Susie Spirit's elbow got fucking dislocated, and she was all like this and shit. And they and fucking Dave McLean replayed it over and over and over, and they put this music to it like dun dun dun, dun like real creepy music, and all you see is like pop. And pop and pop and the fucking elbow just dislocates from the back like this part goes like Zoop. and they show her going to the back and then a couple weeks later they showed her like the x-rays at the doctors and they showed her getting her cast and everything and then they showed her getting her cast off and she was on the exercise bike and like Susie spirits coming back and like she was even in a documentary talking about it that that was the first time I ever saw somebody get hurt and I've always been fascinated by shit like that always People getting cut up and stuff, not really. People fucking breaking bones right. and things, like, yeah, I want to fucking see it. All no right, thanks. I'm sorry. Hard I'm pass. No, you're good, but hard pass. Well, I'm not good, I, I obviously. Uh, I figured I'd bring that up. So that was his big debut, and, well, obviously that's not going to. Easy come, yeah. easy go. Uh, let's jump over in the WWE world. Elimination Chambers this weekend. We don't have to make picks tonight because the card hasn't fully come out. But we mentioned last week, uh, Drew's going to defend his title in the Elimination Chamber against Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, The Miz, and Sheamus. So that means he's going to retain. They also announced that Lacey Evans will take on Asuka. You nasty. For the Women's Championship. Did somebody, did you see the meme that went around with her, her picture with her husband? And somebody said, like, her husband looks like somebody tried to draw Johnny Gargano from memory. <laughs> yes, I did see that. I did see that. We uh, need a fucking meme channel in the Discord, by the way. If you folks aren't in the Discord, you should join us. Go over to Twitter and click the link. Follow us on Twitter and then go over to Discord and join us. We got some funny-ass motherfuckers in there. We do have. They're funny and they're good people in there. Um, Very um, good people. Uh, the United States Championship is on the line as Bobby Lashley defends in a triple threat match against Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. All right. Uh, Roman Reigns will defend his title at the Elimination Pay-Per-View, but it will be after these six men battle in an Elimination Chamber match. Uh, he will face either Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Cesaro or Daniel Bryan. So that means he's retaining. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are they doing? They're giving it's Kevin, a, what are they doing? Listen, <clears throat> I don't watch it as much as I used to, but I mean, if this is who their main event guys are, then that's who their main event guys are. You can't just totally. Oh, no, the main event guys are fine, but like, and I get the story. It's just, I don't know, man. You're killing. 
we shouldn't even be having a gimmick match for this nonsense. You know what I mean? No, I don't. What do you mean? We're having an elimination chamber match. So the fucking winner after like however long it's going to go, who's got the shit beat out of him, but stands tall had then has to wrestle your champion. Ah, just, come on. That's old hat, dude. It's, it's old hat, but it's maddening that they're wasting a fucking pay-per-view gimmick on a match like that. Well, Tony, would you rather them save this for fast lane? I mean, if anything, this improve. If anything, to me, it improves it. To be honest with you, because the elimination chamber is a shell of what it used to be. Because it's, it's a fucking gimmick pay per view. They make the matches yeah. for the gimmick rather than the gimmick settle the match. Hundred percent agree. So why not add a little bit more uh, juice to the squeeze, if you will? So if we're gonna get this, add a title match at the end of it. I'm listen. It's fine. I don't care. Like I don't care enough to make a complaint one way or the other. So it's it's fine with me. If you're gonna if you're gonna give me Roman Reigns versus a depleted underdog Daniel Bryan or a depleted underdog Cesaro or it's probably gonna be Jey Uso to be honest with you. But like if you're gonna do or Kevin Owens it could be honestly it could be any one of them because like you said Tony. And this is not disparaging, really, it, because it's going to be a, a throwaway pay-per-view because WrestleMania is literally right around the corner. I'd be happy with whoever wins this and goes on. If it gives us good shit, it gives us good shit. You want to talk about not good shit? Braun Strowman had a blood infection. So that's why he hasn't Crazy. been on TV. Yeah. Uh, talk about some interesting shit. Davey Boy Smith Jr. was interviewed by the Metro. And he said there was quite a bit of interest in him returning back to the WWE, uh, specifically the NXT UK brand. Ah, you know he's going to be called? L.A. British Night. <laughs> but because I'll, of everything I'll... happening with COVID, obviously those uh, talks have been tabled for the time being. But he is a free agent and he's available. So you never know where David Boy Smith Jr. could end up. He was going to sign, and then they had problems with the COVID, and you know what he said? I'm fucked. <laughs> no, he was like, I'm bizarre. Bizarre. <laughs> uh, we talked about all the signings at WWE. Um, I actually, Matt, I think that's kind of where I checked out for a second. Okay. In my bag. So can you run back that list? I know Taya. Taya, Harlem Bravado, Christian Casanova, and Blake Christian. All right, Christian Casanova, I knew. Blake Christian, like, Impact Blake yep. Christian? Yep. Got signed to WWE. Yep. And bravado of – that's not bravado brothers, bravado, is it? It is. Ding, it's, correct. Get the fuck out of here. Correct. Ding. Was he the one with the beard or was he, like, the younger-looking one? I think he was the one with the beard. Oh God, he's oh my God! I don't remember for sure. No, no, I, this it's been years since I've seen them. Not weren't they in Evolve or Dragon Gate or whatever? They were in Evolve. Yes, Evan, and they were also in Tier One, and I had the pleasure of calling a few of their matches. Oh my God! I know, How? right? I'm like a legend. Oh yeah, you yeah, Tony. Right. When are you signing? Uh, as soon as they get rid of Vic Joseph. I <laughs> see. <sighs> Kevin's oh, looking. Okay, because there's one that's significantly lo that looks older than the other one. Kev, I'm, I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm actually doing the uh, English commentary for All Japan when we're done with the show tonight. Oh, good for you. Hopefully, Joe Doring's there for you. 
I hope so, too. When I did take a break, I did turn up the volume on the TV, and there is English commentary. I cannot wait to go back and watch this with the commentary. <laughs> is that good? Uh, it'll be interesting. Doesn't Larry Dallas do it? No, he does Dragon Gate. Oh, okay. Uh, this guy sounds like he's like Chinese-American, Japanese-American. It'll be fun to watch. I'll find out who it is. I'll report back on it next week. Awesome. Oh awesome. Be- Spoiler. I like it. Uh, into the world of impact, um, we talked about uh, Sammy the Bull, Black Taurus. That's right. Uh, they have a new weekly series coming out on Access TV called Before the Impact, and it'll be hosted by John Burton, who's a Nashville sportscaster, and Impact Wrestling's Gia Miller and Josh Matthews. Oh, boy. And BTI will feature in-depth previews of the biggest matches, exclusive interviews with Impact Wrestling stars, behind-the-scenes access you won't see anywhere else, and an exclusive match each week. Awesome. So this week you will see Team Triple XL take on The Decay. All right. Riveting stuff, right? No, no, I'm sorry. I was literally just trying to figure out which one Harlan Barato was. He was the one that I thought it was. I'm sorry. No, you're yeah, good. Wow. All right, Matt. Uh, Kevin, did you do No Surrender? I walk, I, I, I was still kind of a uh, – first of all, Impact Plus stinks. No offense, Matt. I wouldn't be watching it at all if it wasn't for you and, and, and the information that you give. But I tried to watch it, and the link wouldn't work. It was like bad error, like bad – gateway or whatever it was so it took me like 20 minutes to get in and then once i finally got in as karma had it it was in the middle it was right at the start of the uh cardona uh eddie edwards versus hernandez myers match and then it's it fucked up again so i was like i'm done uh i did start watching it today though so i'm up to probably i think i'm up to the main event so i watched everything up to the main event and it's another good it's another good show it's another impact show uh you had you know again joe doring eric young diener jake something beat diener which i was kind of surprised but then you had the ultimate beat down joe, joe doring put him through a table um so i didn't watch tommy dreamer rich swan i think that's the only thing that i haven't gotten to yet so who won? Uh, uh, I enjoy Impact very much, as everyone knows. Who won your uh, your dream tag team match? The Major Explosion. Yes, the major. Is that that's, what they were calling it? That's what I called it. Uh, Myers and Hernandez. Drats. No, it's good. Oh, Brian, Brian Myers pinned Matt Cardona. Oh, look at that, Matt, Matt, Matty C taking the job, taking the taking the fall. So how long until they wind up teaming up? I hope tomorrow. <laughs> well, Josh, hope- Al- Josh Alexander won the X division match. So he is now the number one contender to yeah. TJP. And that triple, uh, triple threat match revolver thing, which was very confusing. I guess uh, it was a triple threat match. And as soon as someone lost, someone else came in and made it another triple threat match. It was, yeah, it was yeah. very convoluted, right? Yeah. Very, very bizarre. Uh, dude, I'll tell you right now, if you find somebody in all of pro wrestling that is more jacked than Davari, God bless you, because Davari looks freaking ridiculously jacked. Like almost like, like if you poke him, like he'll just start bleeding everywhere. Jack, there's nothing in between him and like anything. He's fucking jacked. Diesel. 
Diesel. Exactly. Diesel. Uh, Fire and Flava retained in a no DQ tornado match yep. against. Uh, yeah, I guess they were all, all four of them were in the ring. That's what a tornado match is, I guess. And uh, yeah. Uh, TJP retained against Rohit. Son of a bitch. Uh, Jazz, Jordan Grace, and ODB defeated Deanna Parazu, Kimberly, and Susan. Yep. Uh, the Good Brothers retained, defeating Private Party, and the uh, they are now known as the Beer Guns. Makes sense. Um, who got the pin? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Uh, Storm got pinned. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't I mean, anyone from private party losing. Yeah, I mean, I mean that makes sense. James Storm and Chris Saban are two main event guys, but they're just put together as a team, and you don't want to hurt private party. You don't want to hurt the good and the good brothers, the good brothers, baby. And so. they're still your tag team champions. And then some fun on Twitter. Uh, Matt Hardy said that private party needs to make it up to them, and I think Mark Quinn said uh, we can go over to Ring of Honor and beat Lethal and Gresham for the tag titles. Get out of here! Yeah, I didn't. I missed that part. Yeah, so that was on Twitter today. Uh, Rich Swan retained against Tommy Dreamer. Big fucking surprise. Well, I think your biggest surprise is Tuesday night. You're going to get the debut of Tony's favorite New Japan tag team, Finn Juice. On Impact? Yeah. Oh, baby. I'll be live tweeting that, baby. Yeah, it was announced during um, Yo, Doring's No place. Surrender. They played a video of a uh, little New Japan action and then uh, it saying Finn Juice was coming to Impact. What is uh, what does Don Callis call it or what do they call it? The uh, the Forbidden Door? The Forbidden Door. I think they said, uh, I think New Japan tweeted the, the door has been kicked wide open. Dude, imagine, dude, and imagine if Ring of Honor gets involved. Holy crap. Because if, if what the tweet of or whatever Private Party said is true, Private Party going to Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor going to Impact, AEW going to Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. Dude, they're they're creating an army here, boys. They do, as I like to say, a lot of spoons in the porridge. That's right, Matt. You do like to say that, actually. A lot of possibilities. And, uh, you know, Finn Juice, not a bad, bad tag team to put in Impact. Now, are they – I'm assuming – this doesn't even matter because it's still a huge deal. I'm guess I'm guessing they're both stateside anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they're both. Dude, uh, ima- dude, imagine and then if like Dickinson or when Danny Limelight's healthy, imagine them going. Oh my god, because Danny Limelight's been in AEW. Like all these guys going all over. Uh I just got goosebumps, baby. Ooh. Uh, give you more goosebumps. They announced Uh-oh. that uh, Shane Taylor will be challenging Roosh. On the February 27th edition of Ring of Honor TV for the ROH World Title. Nice. Love Shane Taylor. Uh, Shane Taylor uh, promotions will also get a shot at the six man tag titles uh, when they face Bandito, Flamita, and Rayors. Arus. Uh, and they announced that the 19th anniversary show will be taking place uh, Friday, March 26th. Yep. And all the titles will Jesus. be defended. So March is going Matt, to be. Matt, doesn't it seem like. Matt, doesn't it seem like it was just yesterday that we were talking to these guys for the 13th anniversary show? It's crazy how time goes, man. It's Wasn't really, it? really wild. Um, so Ring of Honor, I watched ROH TV today. Excellent episode. Uh, go out of your way to watch it. LSG Tony Deppen is a fantastic match. 
Uh, and then both good guys. They did a, a six man tag match where it was essentially the foundation taking on each other. It was uh, Gresham captaining one team, lethal on another. Uh, Yay high was in the match. Tracy Williams, Rhett Titus and Johnny Yuma. Uh, awesome. Awesome wrestling match. Uh, I also watch ROH Week by Week, which is a YouTube show where our friend, past guest of the show, Sledge, had his debut match against uh, Big Shay O. Edwards. And that was an awesome match, too. Nice. So Ring of Honor is, again, I think it's the best hour of TV uh, on on the world. In TV. the world? TV. <laughs> on the world. Over to Tony's wheelhouse. This MLW bullshit. All right. This week's show is better than last week's, but it's a tale of two shows. The first half was shit. The second half was really made up for it, I think. I didn't feel like the the first, the ACH, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. match, I didn't think was terrible. Eh, it was a little sloppy. I a mean, we got, we got a decisive victor. Yes, but we also got a lot of fucking like tiptoeing around the outside from Team Filthy, and uh, I don't know, like you knew it was coming. It was just kind of dumb. Like I like Tom Lawler, like trying to sneak around, but then fucking Kevin Koo and fucking Dominic Arini are just there. It's, I don't know, it was just fucking weird. And then like there were a couple spots that Pillman and ACH kind of like fucked up. I don't know. It was it, I didn't like it. I really didn't. Okay. Okay. Now the Selena De La Renta stuff. Wait, wait, I'm not done with that oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. Move on there, because afterwards, after Team Filthy went on ACH, the fucking Von Eric boys came out. And we're like, oh no, you're not. So that we had this fucking big schmoz. They beat the shit out of each other. And here's the funny thing that I caught. Um, one of the guys, ACH, tried to shit can Tom Lawler, and for some reason, Tom Lawler like didn't go through the ropes, so he just kind of bounced around a little bit. I was like, come on, can we fucking get this right? You know what I'm saying? It's like. He shit cannon you. Just fucking get out of the ring. I don't know. It was just kind of it was just kind of all over the place to me. Like ACH kept going for underhooks and he couldn't get them, but then he goes for the brainbuster for the finish instead. Like later on, so I don't know what he was trying to go for, but I guess he changed his mind. Uh, go ahead, Selena. What about her? The new uh, promo Azteca buying IWA. Okay, so I have a, I have a theory. Okay, she's bringing in Dario Cueto from Lucha Underground. See, this is what I've been hearing, too, that it's going to be like a Lucha Underground kind of spin-off, like working together kind of thing. I mean, which it's not... Work. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. No. She made a Gift of the Gods reference, which I don't know who the last Gift of the Gods champion was. I'm going to look that up right now. But I'd be surprised if it wasn't somebody who signed elsewhere. Maybe Brian Cage? Wasn't Brian Cage the Gift of the Gods champion? Like, wasn't, uh, I thought it was like the big uh, the guy that they have already. No. Nil Moretes or whatever. Nil Moretes. Gift of the Gods Championship. First champion, oldest champion. The Gift of the God is vacant um, because that was like a money in the bank, I guess. Oh, but their big championship was the Underground Championship? Yeah, you know who the last Lucha Underground Champion was? Chavo Guerrero. Jake Hager. I like it. Oh God! So now MLW is going to be working. No, I, I absolutely Stop. do not think that's happening. No shot. 
You know what though? It's completely possible that they bring back this championship at least. I mean, they they've got Holiday running around with the IWA uh, Caribbean Championship, so anything's possible. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of different only because Lucha Underground was like a TV show and not a wrestling company. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would agree with that. But the other thing is like this IWA Caribbean Championship like stopped existing years ago, and they only brought it back to do this gimmick with what's okay. Yeah, so you you kind of answered your own question. It's a it's a gimmick. It's not. It's just like a part of a story. It's not necessarily yeah. anything really real. But then they had the then they had the official title match, and then fucking Danagi, the referee there, fucked him over anyway. So, all right. Well, so you would know more about it than I would. But wouldn't you consider the uh, the Caribbean like the IWA Caribbean Championship and MLW the same to the FTW Championship? Would you consider that along the same lines? <sighs> Yes, no, you know why? It's made up, but it has a more legitimate history to it. Right, but I'm talking about in terms of the story, though. No, because Savio Vega coming in as the Caribbean champion, he was a Caribbean champion. Okay, all right. It it was an established title that was defended significantly at some point in an actual, like, federation, as opposed to Taz just making up a belt and bringing it in and losing it. Do you remember when, like... Like random times, like Mil Maskers or or uh, Carlos Colon would come in, and they would just like make up random titles for him. Like, the like Gorilla Monsoon would be like, "It's the Mexican champion. Oh, he's the Caribbean champion." Like, oh, yeah. with no validation of the belt. Kev, case any in belt. point, when uh, when they were trying to do uh, a, a thing with New Japan, they brought in Inoki and they gave him the fucking martial arts championship. Yeah. They had a belt made for him, and he actually defended the fucking thing. He actually made something out of it. It didn't last long, but yeah, exactly your point. They would just make shit up as they went along. And, and I think it was when Carlos Colon entered like the 95 or 96 Rumble. Gorilla Monsoon was like, oh, here he comes. This The Caribbean champion. Look at this youngster. <laughs> and it was nice. Yes. And he was already in and it was some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Gorilla Monsoon. Uh so Matt, let me see. I I I I tried like stream of consciousness watching in the Discord channel for MLW. So I do have all my notes here. Uh Tankman, uh Calvin Tankman took on Zenshi. This one was kind of sloppy very early. Once Tankman grabs a hold of him, though, like down the stretch and he starts hitting him with all the power moves, it's fine. But like the build up to it, I don't know. He was selling an awful lot for Zenshi. Didn't really make a lot of sense to me. His Tankman driver is a cool finish. It's uh, pretty much greetings from Asbury Park that uh, Bam Bam used to do. You know, kind of like over the shoulder and then sit out into a pile driver right. kind of. Yeah. But uh, this this one was pretty sloppy. Of course, we get fucking uh, Contra interfering with the zip zips and all this and that and whatever and da da da. I do like that they kind of were like the announcers tried to put over that Calvin Tankman would be gunning for Jacob Fatu. I think that would be an awesome matchup. It would, and I but I think that match happens after Jacob Fatu drops the title. Right, but no. when like, dude, this this uh, I don't want to get ahead, but it seems like all the storytelling here is at a snail's pace. Yeah, like how I, um, I said it last week. I'm over contra unit. Like this next match, the match that was supposed to be like, fuck, get get away from me. What are we do? Why are we do? What's going on here? Now here's the thing. 
you're saying that and looking at my notes again, and this is exactly how I felt going into it. So the next match was Davari, who's brand new to Contra, by the way, teaming up with Gotch against Reed, of Ol- Reed and Oliver with Injustice. Now, they keep mentioning Cotto Brazil, so I don't know. Like, I thought he was done with the company, but they keep bringing him up, so I wonder if there's going to be a point uh, where they bring him back. But, all right, so Fatu comes out, and it's like they're trying to do the beatdown, right? But this is what saved it for me. They fucking took it to these guys. Myron Reed hits a dive, takes everybody out. They get Fatu back in the ring, and it's a super kick into a cutter on Fatu, and fucking Injustice was standing tall. And you know what? It's about time we're getting shit like this against Contra, and I fucking actually love this, the way it turned out. At first, I was like, yeah, this is bullshit, another schmoz, whatever. But the way they fucking (laughs) played into it, it actually advanced a story and it got injustice some heat over Jacob Fatu, which I was 100% down for. This is exactly the kind of shit we need. They kind of stuck fucking uh, Hammerstone off with Mads Kruger, which was fucking awful. But this shit moves it forward. I was A-OK with this. Yeah, and A-OK I think, I think they're setting up Jordan Oliver against Fatu. I think so. Is Was that coming up next week? Uh, I have the March 3rd edition. Uh... So that's in two weeks. Yeah, wait, one, two, three weeks from tomorrow, three weeks from Wednesday. Yeah, so that's so that's Fatu against Jordan Oliver. And Gotch and Davari challenge Los Parks for the MLW tag titles. Oh, I hope they fucking take the belts off of these fucking idiots. Uh, I like Los Parks when they're doing fucking promos in the kitchen, calling everybody putas and shit like that, but they're fucking right. It's fucking bad. Uh, I don't know what's worse. Their in-ring work or their promos. The promos are fuck it. When they were, when they made like, I don't know, fucking chili con carne or whatever bullshit they were making with the fucking bean. It was the fucking, oh God, it was Love awful. chili con carne. I was laughing at that shit though. When they were talking about the sausages and how they were bigger than the sausages uh, of everybody in just MLW. Not, just on. come on. It's just, you're just giving. <laughs> It's wasted time, man. I'd rather see a, an eight-minute Hammerstone match versus a five-minute Hammerstone match just so you can give me this three-minute fucking promo of the parks cooking in the kitchen. Who cares? I was okay with that stuff, man. Let me let me let me keep moving through this because there's not a lot left, and then we'll then we'll get to the we'll get to the main event. Uh, Filthy Island next week. Control Center from Alicia to fucking kill yourself. Dominic Garini's taking on somebody called Mona Loa, which I think is the fucking uh, the fucking nut factory in Hawaii. I don't know how he's fighting a whole factory, but apparently oh. somebody's called Mona Loa. Very big uh, guy. Savio Vega's going to be there taking on Mil Muertes in an Aztec jungle fight. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. Please. And like, what is an Aztec jungle fight? No idea. I didn't know what a Balki Bartakamus fight was either, but apparently it was in front of a fucking nitrous oxide tank. Well, no, well, Balki Bartakamus. Wait, that happened? Yeah, well, it sort of happened because Mads Kruger was a fake last week and then he just beat up Hammerstone. Did they do the dance of joy afterwards? No, and they didn't fucking throw any bitty bobkas at each other either. I was very disappointed, Kev. Very, very upsetting. See, this is for Matt. The big match for next week, Matt, low-key against fucking King Mo, baby. Get your fucking rematch. I might have to check out here because Matt's gonna looks like Matt's like holding a whole lot. No, I'm not, just... I've I think I've said my bits and pieces about. Look, I'm gonna tell you this right now. MLW. Did you tweet out King Mo recently? Yeah. About how he was garbage or whatever. It's fucking garbage. MLW might be one of the worst hours long shows on TV right now. God, it's so funny. Like how 
we go from being so high on something to so incredibly low on sure, it. Look, if it if you're gonna give me something, right, and it's gonna be really good, I'll take it. And then I keep going back because I think the service is good, the food's good. You know, maybe one time I'll be like, ah, it wasn't a good week. Two weeks in a row, well, all Matt, right, something's up. Three weeks in a row, uh, now we got a problem. All right. Matt, uh, Matt Corpitoni wants to chime in here. They gave us something good to end this show, though. Come they, on, title for title, Laredo Kid, Leo Rush. Yeah, but look at the last three weeks. They gave us these great matches to finish the show, and they were all bullshit finishes. I understand, but we didn't get a bullshit finish on we this one. We did not. We did not. The match was great. It's to be expected with Laredo Kid and Leo Rush. But, like, look, before you, we get into that, right, look at this. Savio Vanga and Mil Muertes in an Aztec jungle fight. What a hunk of dog shit that's going to be. Oh. I'm really hoping that this filthy island is going to be so bad it's good. That's and, what I'm hoping for. And I point. get that low key is, like, one of the greatest ever. Right, he's up there. He can make. Yeah. He can work with a door, right? You're gonna put him there, a king mo. That's a mighty. It's a mighty large task. Yeah. Yeah. And the Von Eric said they're showing up, so oh, they might wait. have to keep things on the up and up with Team Filthy. Maybe trying to team up on Loki. Who knows? Maybe we get a big fucking eight on eight. Maybe we get ACH. Oh, no, I can't. Dude, I sat through that taping in Philadelphia with the eight on eight tag match. It was atrocious. No, stop with the eight on eights. Look, if this was like New Japan and you're running it like four or five shows a week, I get it. You got a you got filler. Don't get you got an hour show, man. Give me the best. This is like. Oh, God dang, man. MLW has really not been good the last four weeks. No, but but this one I think had enough good to save it. I did like the Injustice getting one up on uh, Fatu. I would have liked to have seen a match, but for what we got, story storyline progressing, I was fine with. I liked the main event, Frog Splash for Leo Rush, and he wins, so he is now your AAA uh, cruiserweight, no, light heavyweight champion, and your MLW middleweight champion. So, so he's got... Let me right. ask you this. Mm -hmm. I saw the, the headlines where it said Leo Rush unifies championship. Are these like, is this like one title now or are they still separate? No, it, I mean, it's two belts. I don't, I don't think uh, AAA would be getting rid of a championship. So, I mean, unification in the sense that there's going to be two belts, kind of like the IC and the world titles are, are unified right now in new Japan. I don't think. Okay. I don't think one's getting absorbed by the other, if that's what you're asking. That's Yeah, that's basically what my point was. I'm like, wait a second. How is AAA going to be like ML? And this might be the most naive wrestling question ever, but it, it was just the way that I saw it on the, the sheets without actually clicking the article was Leo Rush unifies championships. Uh, one other thing, Matt, we did get Alicia Atute interviewing uh, Richard Holiday about the whole crooked referee and the title thing. Are, are are they are they banging in real life? Like, is there something going on with them? Oh my no, God. I think Alicia's with Trey Miguel. But it's just weird. Like, they have this weird tension with them. Like, don't get me wrong, the chemistry is great. But I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, all right, just fuck already and get it over with. Maybe that's the point. They have the weird yeah. tension, Tony. But that's the thing. Like, like I like the two of them together. Okay, but, but like, we should get off the pot. Let's do something. Look, did we ever see anything come out of Hammerstone and and Georgia Smith Jr. Oh, thank God we didn't. Holy fuck. What were they thinking on that one? Okay. There's a lot of loose ends we didn't tie up here in MLW. That now, was a mistake. I don't know now, what the fuck they were thinking there. T-Donk, I'm going to hit you with a question. What's up? You ready for this? 
Yes. Leo Rush, MLW yes. middleweight division, right? Yes. Who's next for Leo Rush? Where's the What's the next card you pull in this deck? Uh, I think they give him Zenshi as kind of like a stopgap, maybe fill in the blanks. I don't know. For who? Oh. Maybe BP Jr. if he's still in the contract. Wasn't he if losing he weight to go after the uh, middleweight championship? He lost, yes. He lost on the uh, big return to uh, Myron Reed. He challenged Myron Reed for the championship. Maybe he steps up again. Hey, Nelly, see your butthole. So wait, does Myron Reed still have a championship? No. no. He he lost it to Leo Rush, and then Leo Rush just unified with Laredo Kid. So um, Injustice has no titles right now, but Jordan Oliver's making the push for a Jacob Fatu. So if things are going the way they should, Jordan Oliver will probably wind up losing to Fatu, and then eventually, hopefully, Hammerstone steps up. And does the, now, does Hammerstone need to lose his title before he gets the Fatu title? No, you know what? If he doesn't, who cares? Because... Look, he's the only guy that's held the belt. I don't think he needs the belt anyway, but I could see why they gave it to him to establish it. So fuck it. Let him have a tournament for it. Let him fucking make it disappear. Whatever. Whatever. I can dig it. I don't Kev- really give a shit about the uh, the never open weight or whatever the fuck they call it, the national open weight championship. Would whatever. you be interested in a Meyer, uh, not a Meyer, a Leo Rush low-key match? That would be interesting. I would be interested in that. That's a good call. Yeah. Let's hope Leo Rush gets past King Mo, though. Dude. King King Mo would destroy Leo Rush. King Mo should have all the gold. They should call him King uh, Reina de Oro, King King of Gold. Reina. King of all the gold. Something like that. There you go. <sighs> all right. Look, Matt, uh, let, let, you said all you want. It's a fact of life. King yeah. Mo is the fucking king. Come on. I'm, I'm not going to lie. King Mo is kind of like the heel that you want to hate so goddamn much that putting belts on him would make you hate him like to the moon ski. It's an embarrassment. King Mo earns a national open weight championship match and steals the belt. Maybe that's how we get there. Or King Mo wins a fucking tournament at Filthy Island for the vacant championship. Filthy Island. You gotta be kidding me. I'm (laughs) telling Listen, is King Mo any less hateable than King Corbin? King Mo is undefeated in MLW, is he not? How could you be undefeated and not get a title match? I didn't pay attention to the top ten because fuck top tens. Oh, King really? Mo's on there. If, Even if, if I'm MLW, I put every championship on King Mo right now. I make him the tag champs. Yeah, I have by himself. Most parks by all three of them at once. And Matt, you think I'm trolling? I'm really not. I haven't watched MLW in a month, but like. King Mo is like, if you hate him as much as you do, imagine how much other people hate him. He's and if an, you put the belt on him or whatever belt, I don't care which one, put them all, put them, like Tony said, put the tag belts on him. What is he, fucking Ultimo Dragon? Parts. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put every belt on King Mo. King Mo's to, an he'd be, like the Floyd, he'd be like the Floyd Mayweather of MLW. Where oh, my God. Could you imagine Josh Barnett coming out behind him, holding up all the belts while he comes to the uh, ring? It's fucking and, amazing. And I'm not even trolling, Matt. Tony might be trolling. I'm not I hate trolling. You, but I don't care. I hate you both. <laughs> if, you're looking, if you're looking to have MLW fold again, go nuts. Well, listen, you just said how shitty it was. So what's, It has what, not been good. Be- Look, it has not been good. It has not wet my palate. It has not made my wrestling brain excited. It oh has been God, wrestling brain. It has been boring. It has been Schmaz City. 
agree with Tony. The main event this week was good. The prospect of Jordan Oliver Fatu is very promising. But then, again, I feel like it's going to be fucking Shema City. God, Imagine the surprises and they put the belt on Oliver. How crazy. Great. I'd love it. That'd be an excellent swerve, bro. Couple last notes before we wrap this thing. Are we done with MLW? You have any other yeah, yeah. MLW any wisdoms you want to drop on me? Yeah, this watch it this standard. week. Guilty Island should be something. I'll watch it, unfortunately. Uh, for the first time in over a year, Progress Wrestling returns to action this Saturday night on the WWE Network with Chapter 104, Natural Progression. So this will be the debut show of Progress Wrestling on the WWE Network, uh, and it will be a... Uh, Tournament series. <laughs> Nelly. Nelly's been good all night, and then she decided to show up. It'll be a tournament series um, spotlighting the next generation of British wrestling. So we're going to see Kid Lycos the second, Elijah, Big Guns Joe, man like uh, Darius, Luke Jacobs, Ethan Allen, Danny Black, and Warren Bank. Wait, Ethan Allen, like the furniture guy? I guess. Not nice. you're not you don't have no questions about Big Guns Joe. All right, who's Big Guns? I don't know. Joe? I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna make an effort to watch this at some point over the weekend though. Big Guns Joe, baby. Cool. So this will be the big debut. They'll be uh uh on this Saturday, three o'clock on the network, and then the week after they will have Bring the Thunder. I wonder if Baz is gonna be at any of these shows. I don't know. That's a good question. Is Big uh, Guns Joe any relation to Cotton Eye Joe? I will have to look that up. I'll have more on Progress Wrestling next week, maybe. Yeah. Uh, All Japan Wrestling announced their Champion Carnival Tournament starting in April. It'll run April 9th to May 3rd. Awesome. So Zeus won last year's tournament, defeating Kento Mayahara. Well, he can't finals. win this year because he's dead. Yeah, he couldn't. I don't think he could have won last year either. Yeah, I don't believe it was Zeus the Human Wrecking Machine. Oh, okay. Uh, what past... other Zeus is there? Come on. What? I'm sorry? What other Zeus could there be? This New Japan what? Zeus, or All Japan, excuse me, Zeus. I'm going to start diving into all these weird wrestling promotions. Um, I mean, All Japan's not weird, but I don't know. I was going to say, all these weird wrestling promotions, like All Japan. I mean, this is the first time I've ever watched the Pro Wrestling Noah show. I mean, All Japan is pretty weird now when you, when you look in the grand scheme of, of wrestling promotions. Who actually talks about All Japan? I mean, I know who Joe Doring was when he showed up in Impact, so I guess that's a plus. No, no, it definitely is, and he no one screams all Japan more than Joe Doring. Uh, but I want to watch this because I feel like I'm missing out on some good Japanese wrestling. Uh, we'll end the show on a somber note, maybe oh not a somber note. Uh, they announced that a Hannah Kimura tribute show will be happening in May, uh, May 23rd. It'll be called "See You Again" at Kurikan Hall. Uh, it'll mark the one-year anniversary of Hannah's death. Um, her Very mother, classy. It's her mother. They put something together. Yeah, her mother announced that uh, they were going to do this show. So uh, that's all the information I have right now. But if there's a way to support it, I definitely will. Yeah, they, and they talked a lot of shit for a long time. Remember all the nonsense they were giving her about doing a tribute show and trying to help raise money for her funeral expenses and all this and that. So it's about time. And it's nice that they're finally doing something for her. So good for her. And uh, that's all the newses and notes I have, gentlemen. Kev, you got anything else? Uh, somber note. Uh, tomorrow will be five years uh, since my mother passed away. So I just want to say, RIP, mom. 
love you, miss you. And uh, after that, listen, I've been booking comedy again, guys. In 2000, uh, 2021, I'll be back on stage on in March, March 18th, Matt, up by you, up in uh, Morristown, New Jersey. Oh, fuck yeah. So I'll be back on stage uh, doing a show at the Horseshoe Tavern in Morristown, New Jersey. We're starting to get bookings. They're starting to roll in. Got some big ones coming up soon. So uh, some major ones in the summer that I'm very much looking forward to, but I can't announce it until they announce it. Uh, wrestling related too. So very excited about that. But uh, I just want to go back. RP mom, love you, miss you. Boys, floor is yours. March 18th, Kevin? Yes, sir. That's a Thursday. I don't know what day it is, I guess. Yeah. Just so you know, Kev, I only live, I live less than two miles away from the Horseshoe Tavern. Yes, I'm only going because I'm vaccinated. Otherwise, I wouldn't step foot in that place. So right. let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Yay, everyone. Still come, though. Still come if you're in Jersey. I'll put the Bud Lights on ice at the house, and you can come by after. I'll crash. Nice. There you go. You sleep on the sun porch. I'll turn the heater on. It'll be nice. I'll sleep on the floor. You can turn the floor on. Uh, T-Donk, you got anything for us? Yes. Since I am your reigning and defending uh, pay-per-view pick champion, and since my birthday, which nobody celebrated last year anyway, is coming up in April, and I don't know if I'm going to do it actually on my birthday because my birthday is a Monday, but I don't know if I want to spend it with you cocksuckers yet, so I'll let you know. But we are going to have a celebration of Tony Day here on The Shining Wizards. You guys are going to fucking talk all about me for two and a half hours. You're going to agree with everything I say. Everything that we talk about is going to be Tony related. It's going to be all about me, 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 me. So look forward to that in April. I don't know if we're going to do it on my birthday or not. I will have a, an actual date when I figure shit out. But it's going to be a celebration of me. All so, about me. Nothing but good stuff. So you're if telling I tell me. If I say something, you're going to agree with it. If I want to talk about something, we're going to talk about it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Shits and giggles. whoop de doo So you're telling me I don't have to do any show prep. Oh, if I tell you that we're going to talk about something, you got to be ready to talk about it. And you got to, you know. You got it. You're right, right, Tony. You made a good point. I 100% agree with you. (laughs) What is the punishment if I don't agree with you? Is there such a thing? Is there a subsequent punishment for not agreeing to the punishment? Yeah, then your points go back to zero for the current pick year. (sighs) Does he have the authority to do that? Come on, it's going to be fun. It's all about me. Who doesn't love me, right? You guys love me, don't Tony, you? Tony, I can't agree. I can't disagree that. See, can't Kevin, say you're I, learning already. I can't, right. I'm turning into Matt. I can't. I don't disagree. I don't hate this. See? It's going to be fun. Good times. Right. Great hits. Suck my fucking cock. Do you want to make this a pa- like a Patreon or a bonus, or do you want to? Oh make no, this no, a- no, no, no! This is going to air live on the Face Space and on Rant DM Radio, and it's going to be good times. Right. And I don't want to do it where it's going to interfere with like talking about WrestleMania. And shit. I got, I got, I got gotcha, you, got gotcha, so I want to gotcha. figure out. It's going to be like a day where it's kind of like, you know what? Nothing else going on. Let's have some fun and show some love for our man Tony. What if? What? What if? What if the pay per view picks? What if, like a fucking ball. What if we do like an? What if we do like an hour of the show? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Kevin, he won. This is non-negotiable. It'll be, I get uh, it. I'm bad. We got to do what we got to do, Matt. I think it's going to be fun. I don't I hope you guys. Uh, look, I'm in. I'm in. I lost. I mean, we we got to be in. It's going to be terrible, but we're going to be in. Now, 
if Matt or Kevin wants to book a guest that Tony would like a wink and a nudge. Oh, I would go. I wouldn't say no, but there's no pressure. If we have no guests, I'll be more than happy to talk about myself for two and a half hours. Uh, Kevin, we can more than happy for you guys to talk about me for two and a half hours. Once you figure out what date you want to do this, Tony, then uh, we can do some stuff. We can get some things moving. Okay. You got to let us know. All right. And I, and, and if you do book someone, please do not even give me an inkling that you booked someone, but you won't tell me, just don't even tell me. Okay. Maybe when we do that, like I'm saying, Don't book somebody just because you want to book somebody. If we don't have a guest, I got you. We don't I, need a guest. I understand. I can come up with plenty of shit for us to talk about. Trust I me. I understand. All right. I got you. Kevin likes it. I like this. this I like good. it too. I'm in. Well, me and Kevin will figure some things out. I got some ideas. I already have. Like the wheels are already turning, buddy. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we love you here at the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for spending your Monday nights with us. Or whatever time you spend with us when you're listening to us in the car, uh, when you're doing yard work, laundry, whatever. We appreciate every uh, time that you invest in us. Uh, We thank you for joining us. Please come back next week. Uh, We have another star-studded show lined up for you. Uh, We don't have any guests to announce yet, but there's always things in the working. There might be a bear country. Uh, There might be a tombstone Jesus. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I want to apologize. Oh, Tombstone Jesus? Tombstone Jesus. I was going to apologize for the bear country thing. No apologies necessary, Kevin. It's still in the works. We got a response. So we're not going to close the coffin on that. uh, Close the lid on that coffin yet. You want to talk about opening lids? In the the Facebook right now, uh, Catherine suggested three hours with Francis. And uh, Kenny Hossie said he would jump off a bridge. So I don't think that's going to happen. I would not be on the show. That'd be my well, last show. Happy birthday. You. It's about me. Oh, that'd be my last show ever. <laughs> can you book Phil? I can book. <laughs> Maybe. It's not a bad idea. I'll book Scott the more. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Yeah, thank you all. Uh Facebook, com. Follow us on all platforms of social media at Wizards Podcast. Uh, take care of yourself. Be safe. Wear a mask. If you're in a snowy area and you're not used to the snow, you got to take it easy, people. All right. Black ice is real. Take it easy, cheesies. Peace. Peace and chicken grease. That's right. See you next week, you freakazoids. And when are we clear? When are we clear? When are we clear? When are we clear? We're clear. Cool.